Hi, I'm Miranda Ray Mayo, also known as Mr. Mayo. I play Stella Kid on Chicago Fire, and you are listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hi there, Shy Hearts. Happy December. Happy post Thanksgiving. I guess it's officially the holiday season. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Yes, happy Hanukkah. Oh man, it is that time of year. Um, yeah, it's, it's good to talk to everybody. It's been like two weeks since we recorded, which in podcast time, is like six months. So it really is though. It's kind of crazy. Cause we were just kind of briefly talking about before, like we text almost every day, pretty much, but it's not the same as like talking to her. So even though it's been like two weeks since I've like physically talked to her like this, it feels like it's been 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I'm just like, Oh, Brian, I missed you so much. Hi. <laughs> like we weren't talking this morning. Right, right, right. So uh, yeah, you guys, we're having some fun today. I'm super excited for this one. We're still on hiatus. You know, we got one more week until the shows come back. So we decided to have a little fun and we're going to do fan fiction 2.0. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, It's been almost three years since we did our last one, which is crazy to me the fact that it's been almost three years um it was January 2019 so that's kind of wild that's crazy to me it's also crazy to me that it's been three years since 2019 yeah I was gonna say it's the fact that 2019 was almost three years ago now is like mind-blowing that's crazy where does time go like yeah what is the last two years of our lives been Literally, literally. Yeah. Um, I have a birthday in a couple of days as of when you're listening to this and I'm struggling hard. I'm like, how, how am I turning this age? Didn't I just like hit this decade, like a week ago? How this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Someone does have a very special birthday. At least it's the day before one Chicago and not the day of the mid-season finales. At least it's, you can still enjoy your birthday and then have the mid-seasons. And then stress the fuck out. Yeah, at least you get to enjoy yourself. At least it's not like the day after and you're like, oh shit, now I got to think about that all day. God, I couldn't even imagine if my birthday like fell on the mid-season finales when uh, Jay got shot in season seven. I was not okay. <laughs> I was not okay. That would have Yeah, sucked. I guess that's the blessing of having a summer birthday is yeah. that you'll never have to worry about finales or mid-seasons falling on your birthday for the most part. <laughs> I hate this new idea of mid-seasons being all like big and dramatic. I hate it. And I hate it because of One Chicago and what they've done. <laughs> like, Yeah. I really don't worry about it with other shows. It's just One Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Although like I'm trying to think on other shows that have done it. I mean, I'm pretty sure that in season four of One Tree Hill, when Lucas had his heart attack, I'm pretty sure that was the mid-season. And that was like infuriating. Yeah, that would have. I mean, just thinking about what number episodes that like was around that would made it sense. Um, what season was it of Station Nineteen? I think it was season two, where there was that like big windstorm and Andy and um, Sullivan were in the ambulance, oh, and yeah. I think that was a mid that was a mid season. And then they were off for like four months, and I was like, Yeah, oh, that was season. I think that was season two. Yeah, when the Embo went off the cliff, yeah. that was crazy. Not off the 
was it off the cliff? Well, not a cliff. It wasn't a cliff. It was like a hill. Yeah. Jesus, that feels like so long ago. But yeah. I I don't know if I'm continuing with Station 19. I don't know. Like, yeah. Fair. It's fair. I'm going to give it a chance, but yeah. Are you caught up? I am. That, that I don't know. That's a death I can't really get over. Yeah. And like, yeah. of all the characters... I know. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I, I'm still not okay. I know. I know. Not Me okay. Me neither. Me neither. Not Me okay. neither. So, uh, yeah. So let's get into the news and, and, you know, keep it happy while we have a week before the shows come back and destroy <laughs> us. So we have episode descriptions for the mid-season finale. So that's nice. Um, these are the episodes mm-hmm. airing next week on December 8th. So let's start off with Chicago Med season seven, episode nine. This is called Secret Santa has a gift for you. Okay, if you could pick any of the doctors at Med to be your secret Santa, who would you pick and why? Go. To be my secret Santa? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so wait. They're giving me a gift or I'm giving them a gift? Because that's two different questions. That is two different questions. Either one. Why not? Okay. I think if I wanted someone hmm. Like, who's going to give you the most thoughtful gift? I don't know. That's a great question. Hmm. On med? Hmm. I think I'd want to give Maggie a gift. I feel like Maggie and I would vibe very well, and I feel like I could pick her out something great. Uh In terms of giving me a gift? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to give me a gift. That's tough. I think everybody at Med has a soft side and would give a great gift. Yeah. Uh, Now, okay. If you ask me just in all of one Chicago, who I think would give me the best gift, the hands down answer is Sylvie Brett. Like hands down. I think Sylvie Brett is like made for secret Santa. So like, (laughs) like I, yeah, like hands down, if I just got to pick from all of one Chicago, that's easy. But like from Med specifically, like, I don't think anyone does it. Will, maybe. I feel like Will would be the one that, like, shows up and is like, oh, shit, today's Secret Santa Day. Like, fuck, I forgot to give a gift. Like, let me go to the hospital gift shop and find something. Or he gets something from give. the vending machine. Yeah, like, the vending machine and the hospital gift shop. Like, he's got some options, at least. Like, it's <laughs> fine. Um, but I don't think anyone's necessarily giving a, well, Will would give the worst gift. But everyone else, I think, would give, like, solid gifts, I think. I feel like Crockett would be the one who picks up on that one tiny detail that you share during shift and is like, oh, I remember you said you'd like these that one time and gets it as a secret yeah. Santa gift. He was like, I saw you eyeing this on your Amazon wish list that one time during break like 10 months ago and I decided to buy it for you. You're like, yeah, that would definitely be Crockett. I think that's Crockett. Who would? So I wouldn't mind having him like give me a gift. Who would I want to get a gift for though? Um... I mean, Will aside, because that's obvious, because I love him, but (laughs) I mean, probably maybe one of the newbies, just because I love them so much, and I just want them to feel like welcome and loved. I just want to be like, hello, we love you. That's a good answer, too. Happy holidays. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good answer, too. So, yeah, Secret Santa has a gift for you. Okay, here's a description. The outcome of Will's investigation weighs heavily on his mind as he works with Dylan to save a four-month-old patient. Uh Uh-oh. Stevie and Vanessa both struggle to keep their secrets. Crockett and Blake work with Abrams to save a patient in need of a liver transplant. What's Stevie's secret? 
I was going to say, she admitted her secret to her mom. So what is her secret? I mean, maybe her secret is that she let her mom go? Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And I guess we're going to find out, Will's, the investigation's finally coming to some conclusion, because it says the outcome, so... Yeah, ways okay. The outcome of the investigation. Okay, so it's going to be solved by the time he like gets to that case. I wonder if it's going to be solved. Like they're going to come to one conclusion, and then Will starts thinking he's like, I don't know if that's actually right. You know, like let me do more investigating. Like you know, like in Will fashion. What do you think is going to shake out? Cooper's good or bad? Oh man, I think it's gonna. I think I think they're gonna say it was his fault. here's my prediction i think they're gonna say the outcome is going to be that it was his fault but i think will's gonna figure out that it wasn't really his fault i could see that like i think that's why they're saying like the outcome is that and why it's weighing on his mind i think they're gonna say he's bad but he's gonna actually be good Mm -hmm. or just peer pressured i think he's just peer pressured really by his Mm -hmm. father-in-law or whatever his father father father-in-law whoever was on the board that we didn't know about in the beginning i think it's the father-in-law Yeah. Take us through fire. Okay. So fire is called 1009 winter. Well, fire 1009 is called Winterfest. And then says Gallo, Violet, and Ritter debut their microbrewery business at Winterfest. Brett prepares to present her paramedicine program to an oversight panel. And Firehouse 51 gets in the holiday spirit. I believe the last sentence, but I also don't believe the last sentence. I hope I want to believe the last sentence. I want to believe that it's all cheery and hallmarky and, you know, that everything's fine. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be cheery and hallmarky to the last five minutes, as Derek always yeah. does. Yeah. I'm really excited for the Gallo Violet Ritter microbrewery business. Like, I, I'm, I'm really, I love, I'm loving this storyline and I'm really excited to see I've realized something while the show has been off and I mean, we'll get into it, but I think I'm on a, I'm on a big like Gallo Violet kick right now. So, oh uh, my God. Yes. Like, I I mean, not so much in like the last couple of days, but especially like, I'd say like the week right after that episode aired. So like Mm -hmm. the week where we did our patron thing or whatever, Mm -hmm. like I probably rewatched all those Violet and Gallo scenes from the episode eight like 20 times it's like at least i just like kept watching those over and over again yeah i just i i love them breaking news okay there are promo pics. Let's to NBC to the press website. Okay, Lauren just sent some. Let me see. Oh, look at these adorable babies in their Christmas sweaters. Look at Crockett. Ah, look at him. Oh my god, I die. Oh I, die. I die. That's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, the one um, Dylan's. Are you looking at this? Dylan's I'm looking Christmas at the ones Lauren just sent. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh my god, I die, I die, <laughs> so I die, I die. Oh my goodness. Okay, so live breaking development as we're recording is promo pictures have now dropped. 
Um, and we're currently looking through the med ones and they're in ugly Christmas sweaters. And that is the most precious thing I've ever seen. Let's pop over. Oh my God. No, but even like Mouch in the like suit or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So correction, promo pictures have dropped from med and fire, like just now as we're recording. Okay. So for PD by why, why do we keep traumatizing Santa on the one Chicago shows? Why? (laughs) Why? That's a great question. One Chicago has some sort of personal vendetta against Santa. So in the fire episodes, it, lo- it looks like there's a Santa that gets hurt. Um, flashback to that time Santa had a flat out heart attack in the ED and traumatized those kids for life. Um, traumatized us for life. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Pelham's still around, which I'm totally cool with. Oh my God, I'm trying to pull up. Ooh, this call's like right else. in the heart of downtown because I see Marina Towers in the background. Oh my God. Hold on. I got to send this to you. I gotta download and send it to you. We've got Abrams as Santa and Doris as an elf. Hold on. Shut up. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. It's downloading. Hold on. Oh, look at Gallo and Ritter with Tuesday. Oh, that's so sweet. Download art. There we go. I'm putting it in the group chat. Hold on. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Oh my goodness. I love when news breaks while we're recording. Stevie in a Santa hat. That's adorable. So Med's going to have like their holiday party. Oh, I'm so down for this. I I'm, I didn't realize we were getting like Christmas Med either. This is exciting. Crockett and Dylan in holiday sweaters. Yes, yes, yes. But then, of course, PD will just be normal PD, no holiday spirit. No holiday like, spirit. For like, well, really? Like, really? Okay, so wait, but where, where's Abrams and Doris? Unless I missed it. I just sent it to you. Well, it's still sending. Hold on. The uh, the the Pod Squad group chat right now is blowing up. So, um... oh, but you sent it to me. No, well, I, I sent it I... in the Pod Squad. It's trying to send. Hold okay, on. my computer's being slow. But it's like Doris in an elf costume and Abrams as Santa. That's the best. It's so oh, good. oh here it is, here it is. There it goes. It finally Oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. I love how of all the people in the ED to be Santa, they got Abrams. The greatest person it's... in the whole ED. And honestly, Doris is an elf. She's probably arguably the grumpiest nurse, too. Like, it's just so perfect. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. This is going to be so sweet. Look at this man in his ugly Christmas sweater. I can't. I, I'm, it's not even that ugly. No, it's not. But, you know. I mean, there's been uglier. Yes. I mean, I can't even call Dylan's ugly. Dylan's is pretty awesome too. Yeah, okay, but also just... why, why, why is little Miss, what's her face? Why is little Miss Vascom still here? Vascom. William, she is 12. William? Because obviously that's still a thing. Of course. Like, don't do it, Will. Just don't do it. It's Will. I mean, duh. Oh, man. Oh, Stevie and her little Santa hat. She looks so cute. Well, oh, this exciting. just made my night. Yeah, same, same. 
This is good. Let's just double check there's no PD still, which there's probably not. But yeah, PD is not going to be festive at all. No, it's going to be like business as normal and everyone else is going to be like, oh, Christmas joy. And they're just like, no. Maybe Jay's going to be wearing a red Henley. Um, And that's about it. Yeah, Adam will be wearing like red and green plaid and that's like (laughs) as Christmassy as it gets. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, oh, that's funny. Well, that was a nice little interruption there. I'm just double checking the fire ones to see if I see any signs of um, Stella. I know. I mean, we're going to talk about it. Miranda will be back, but I'm just trying to see if I see any signs of Stella. Mm -hmm. And I don't, of course. So Hmm. anyway, that's cool. That was fun. That was fun. Yes. So 51 gets in the holiday spirit, but I'm, I'm sure in the last five minutes, something horrible and harrowing will happen. But they look festive so we'll take it uh, it makes me nervous that Derek is like this is gonna get Hallmark a run for its money we know in Derek speak we know what that actually means what it means that yeah it's gonna be nice but like it comes at a cost <laughs> I hope not I'm just trying to put out the vibes I'm trying not to be stressed about it I don't want to be stressed about it until absolutely necessary I mean yeah who knows who knows all right pd pd 909 is called a way out a way out with the fbi closing in on the roy walton investigation voight and halstead strategize on a way out after a city bus driver is shot by a passenger the team investigates a possible abduction i get a strong feeling that this is going to be one of those where we don't give a shit about the case and we're just like okay go back to the fbi stuff hello hello like that's every episode of PD. It really is, though. Um, but at this point, I'm just like Voight and Halstead. So, like, hey, I guess that means Halstead is not taking the deal that we all hoped the second option that we all hoped he would that we he got at the end of the last episode. But also, like, why isn't Haley in on this? Exactly. Like, why is it just Voight and Halstead? I have loved this storyline, but I've had problems with the execution in some port in some parts. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I'm gonna we'll see how this plays out, but like if it really ends with Voight not being punished, I I don't know. I know. I'm gonna I mean, I think Voight's gonna find a third option or not Voight, Halstead is gonna find a third option. But I, I, I kind of wish it wouldn't go that way. But I, I think what's going to end up happening is that Jay is going to realize that like both the unit and Chicago as a whole are better off with Boyd in charge, even though they're not. Um, and he's going to find a third option. I will say it is nice to know that Tracy and Jesse have both been on set in their normal work attire. Yeah. So like at least the FBI hasn't gotten them. They're not in jail. Like... They've been on set as normal, so I'll take that with, you know, a grain of salt. But Yeah, still. and I've said it before, but I mean, God bless every single random Chicagoan who has just looked out their window and been like, oh, hey, one of those shows is filming. Let me just snap some pictures and post them online. Bless you. <laughs> like, the one that came out today that was like, oh, they were on my friend's front door. So I just decided to go over and say hi. Like, I just, I love it. <laughs> I would die. Like, yeah. 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 I wouldn't know what to do with myself. No, no. God, no. Uh, so we will see. We will see. Fingers crossed that the mid-season finales are not that stressful, but like we know that they will be. 
We're preparing for the worst at this point, hoping for the best. It's our motto as one Chicago fans. <laughs> we needed that on a t-shirt. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Right? Right? Are you there? So. All right. Brenna, take us to the next bit, please. This is some other project scoop, but exciting. I mean, I think expected, but exciting. Um, so Deadline came out, I guess this is a couple weeks ago now, but we haven't recorded a new episode, so we're still talking about it. Um, but the 4400 reboot um, that's coming, um, Patty is going to guest star in it. Um, and he obviously was in the original series, and he's going to be on the new revival for a guest star role. Um He's going to play Caleb, a charismatic figure from one of the 4400s past. But I think it's interesting to note that he's not playing his original character. So it's not like a... I don't know. I don't know anything about the 4400. I've never seen the 4400. I don't know how it ends. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about anything. But I was like, oh, so he's not playing his OG character. So I guess it's not in the same world or something i don't know but he's not playing his original character interesting he's just guest starring in like one episode multiple episodes like one we're putting out guest star i feel like typically usually means one once it's recurring that's like two or more don't take don't you take our patty from us he's ours yeah go play for one episode i can handle that go play for one episode i can handle that but yeah, to any more than one, no, 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 no. You come back here now. At least he doesn't like, because it's filming in Chicago, at least there's the benefit of like, he has like a day off. He can go over there. It's not like he has to go to California or to somewhere else to go work, be there and then like miss filming. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he's just like not in a episode of PD for a little bit, you know, like not or not as prominently featured and that means he's like doing the 4400 while he's not prominently featured in the episode I can handle that I yeah I I wasn't as happy as I probably should have been when I read this uh like my very first reaction was just like stay in your lane Mr. Reboot like stay in your lane he's ours you can't have him this one didn't mind this one didn't bother me as much as the one that came out today which we'll talk about in a second so this one I can handle the one that come out today that we'll, we need to discuss yeah we'll, we'll get there in a second then we'll clarify because right now you guys are probably just like why do you hate when everybody does other projects we don't we don't let us just give us till the we end of the new session abandonment we'll issues we just have abandonment issues. we have big abandonment issues okay we're just we're going through it right now it's just not it's not good so just just bear with us so um, next up, we've got a TV guide scoop on the Chicago Fire mid-season finale. Um, we always have get- physical TV guide. Yeah. The, the physical TV guide. The physical one that like you still get in the mail that you open up and like, yeah. Um, one of our patrons, Haley, she's just always doing the Lord's work and she always sends us pictures. She's like, we got this look. So here's the scoop on the fire mid-season finale. A 57 foot Christmas tree falls down in the middle of Millennium Park and squad and truck get called to the aftermath. Why can't these people just live? (laughs) I know. I know. And I love how Derek in the little blurb was like, oh yeah, like I always wondered it. Like that would be a cool rescue idea. I'm like, Derek, Derek, Derek. Why do you think that's cool? Like why? 
Yeah. So in, in parentheses, it says, think about if the Rockefeller Center tree fell down, it's that it's the equivalent. But also then I want to know who secured that and fucked it up in the, in the first place. Like I want to smack them and also kind of yeah, maybe somebody's like, at fault. Somebody's arrest them for negligence. Fault. Yeah. 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 So I feel like that could be fun being Derek and just like finding calls out of nowhere, but also kind of stressful. Cause then you're yeah, like, I oh, what want if that, that came down? Oh, now I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't want that job, but yeah, no, no. So the other tidbit here, Mouch bonds with an older couple trapped under the tree due to him being around the same age. Okay, cool. All caps here. Stella is back. Hallelujah. Like, Stella is back, but her position on truck is up in the air. She and Kelly are rocky, but according to Derek, in quotes, you can feel good about their future. Okay. I, that, that's fine. That's fine. I, if he says that, then I believe it. And tell him why you, we were talking about this this afternoon. Tell the people why you believe it. So back at the beginning of the pod, probably like the first or second time we had Derek on. Um, and you know what? I honestly, I'm not even sure if this was Derek who said it to us or if it was Jeff over on med, but, um, we were asking about something and he flat out, like just something that stuck with me. He's like, okay, think of it this way. Have I ever lied to you? And we were like, okay, we thought about it. We were like, no, you've never lied to us. And we just kind of kept it at that. And I'm pretty sure it was Derek. I think it was Derek. Yeah. So, so in the pod squad group chat today, um, Logan from ladies night, she put it really well. She said, Derek always tells the truth, but with a question mark. And I think that kind of nails it, right? Derek has never lied to us. So if he's saying you can feel okay about their future, then, okay. I believe that I feel good. Yeah. I mean, God, I would hope they wouldn't. I'm not even going to put it out there. I'm not. I would hope they wouldn't fuck it up because just for the drama's sake. Stella Ryder um, passed so Derek, that. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. We've got to be past that point. Um, yeah, I yeah, I think we're fine. I think we're I'm okay. Gonna feel, I'm, I'm going to go with Derek. I'm gonna, we're feeling good about the future. Hopefully. Yeah. And there was another quote in there uh, where Derek said, you know, sometimes your head gets the best you. So that's kind of alluding to, you know, Kelly's worries in the last episode or just kind of, it was just, he was in his head. Yeah. And I still like to think that none of this would have even happened if I clearly Miranda had to take some time off of being on set for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And I'd like to think that this whole story, like this wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for that. So I'm just going to think that like, it's just a circumstantial thing. And this was not Derek's original plan. It's all going to be fine. That's what I'm throwing out there. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. Cause, and I, I think Miranda had gone on a podcast, which I didn't have the chance to listen to, but I know some of our listeners had sent us kind of the recap. And I think the reason why she hasn't come out yet. Uh, yeah, I think it has. I know actually. it I think- was. I know it was filmed live at Lottie's, so like some people were there and sent mm-hmm. us that and said it was coming out, but I don't know has it come out. I don't. I oh yeah, maybe that's it. maybe that's it. But the reason she's had to disappear for these five episodes is that that project that she filmed over hiatus, they had to do some reshoot reshoots, um, and or they had to reshoot something. They had to redo something basically, and it just happened to fall right in the middle of filming, which was totally unexpected and not convenient at all. But I don't think she came out and said that, but I think that was kind of implied. I, I don't, so. I, like I said, I haven't listened to the actual podcast. This is just from what listeners have told us who were there yeah. while she was, it was this live recording at Lottie's. So I, again, I think it was implied, but yes, that's kind of the gist is that like 
whatever the project that she did over the summer got in the way and obviously because of the contracts like she had to go be at reshoots and also then take off time from fire like it just you know it is what it is so mm-hmm. yeah yeah Side note, Kim from Ladies Night just put in the pod squad group chat. She said Voight stole the Christmas spirit out of intelligence. And that makes me laugh. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. So then I posted a Grinch lyric because I am a child. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so just come back, Miranda. We miss you. Next week. Next, Next week. week. Which is days from now, really, when you're listening to this. Yeah, it's five days when you're listening to this because we're recording on what seven days for us, but five days for you guys. Yeah. So last up, we've got some late breaking news from today. Today being Wednesday the first. So um Brenna, take it away. Um, so another deadline article, it says Chicago Fire co-stars Miranda Ray Mayo and Yuri Sardarov for Dark Comedy Daddy. Um, it says Miranda Ray Mayo is reteaming with her former co- Chicago Fire co-star Yuri Sardarov on Daddy, a dark comedy written and directed by Neil Kelly and Shono, Yono? I don't know. Sherman, which will enter production in Topanga Canyon next week. The film is set in a dystopian society where the state has the power to determine who can and who cannot father children. Watching this, four men attend a government-sanctioned retreat in the remote mountains of California. When they show up at the site only to find no guide or instructions waiting for them, they are left to their own devices and must prove to themselves and each other that they have what it takes to become fathers. That sounds weird. Because that's not dark at all. No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, exciting i'm glad it's cool to see that like miranda and yuri are gonna be in a film together that's Mm -hmm. really cool again what we were kind of alluding to earlier is the fact that it's supposed to enter production next week in topanga canyon which i don't even know where that is it's california Uh, okay california i knew it wasn't anywhere near chicago so and but like if they're going into production next week supposedly fire still supposed to be filming right they usually film until like the 19th 20th right and then they take like two ish two and a half weeks you know at the end of the month you know for the end of the year so like i assume that means brianna's gonna be mia from filming again i would you know unless she just doesn't have to go until you know later right like depending on what you know she maybe she's not in it for as long or whatever i don't know but like i saw will in her production next week and i was like oh fuck <laughs> not again y'all it's not that we don't support them doing other projects we totally no, not at totally all do. i just i think the thing especially like what we've talked about while miranda's been gone and while stella's been gone is the fact that like it just with the fact that jesse is now left for who knows how you know he's gone for the next foreseeable future mm-hmm. or it feels even more incomplete because Miranda's not there too like I think the only way we'll get back to some semblance of normalcy is when she's back and the fact that she's going to be gone theoretic or may theoretically be gone again is like no yeah it's the fact that everything is so up in the air right like we weren't expecting Jesse to leave so that came out of nowhere. And I'm at a point now where I'm just like, okay, like stop doing the will she won't she stop it. Just if she's leaving, rip the bandaid, rip the bandaid off and just yeah. say it. Tell me just so I know. It's the uncertainty that's killing us. And like you said, with Jesse leaving and it being so abrupt, it abandonment issues. I mean, you know, 
those of us who are diehards for the show, you know, these, these, these people, these characters, they're like our friends. And so when characters leave, it's like our friends are leaving. And And I think especially just because she's been gone for so long already, the Mm -hmm. fact that, and like, so obviously when she left, I don't think she expected to be gone as long. And I don't know she expected to miss five episodes, but like people have obviously done other projects at the same time and maybe missed an episode, but like, a great example is David Eigenberg just did the Sex in the City revival, reboot, whatever, mm-hmm. and didn't miss a single episode. And he, I, granted, we don't know how much he's going to be in that, but he did it while also filming Fire. So, like, obviously pursue other projects, whatever, but it just sucks when they have to then miss Fire or PD or Med in order to do those other projects. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we'd have as much of an issue with it if we hadn't just lost Jesse Spencer in the 200th. Yeah, that too. I just, I mean, it kind of was a slap in the face. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like a spiteful way. I mean, it just, it was very abrupt and unexpected and it just kind of hurt. I don't mean that like, oh, it was a smack in the faces and they were like, F you fans. No, that's not what I mean at all. Uh, Just that it was very abrupt and unexpected. It was very sudden. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah that's all the news we got (laughs) baby come back yeah Um, yeah yeah so um as always you guys know the drill if you see anything please send it to us you guys are such a big help we do appreciate it just two of us big old internet big old internet that just always seems to be getting bigger so we really really appreciate it um yeah so uh, we do have patron shout outs this week we have not one not two but three love it love it you guys Okay, so first patron shout out, that goes to Michelle Rankin. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for supporting the pod. I really hope that you are a part of the Facebook group because that's where all the fun is at. Thank you so much for supporting the pod. Take it away. Next up, we've got Allie. Allie, welcome to the fam. Um, Please definitely join the Facebook group. Like Gina said, it's where the fun's at. So if you're not already there, which I don't think you are, make sure you join. Yeah. And last up is Kayla Schuler. Kayla, thank you so much for supporting the pod. Welcome aboard. Uh, we, yeah, we, we're, we're having a blast over there on the Facebook group. Just one Chicago talk, Christmas talk, whatever we want to talk about, we're talking about. So yeah, if you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, please don't hesitate to check the link in our socials. Just kind of check it out, see which chair might be right for you. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact us. We would love to just kind of clear that up for you. Um, One of the best things that we've been doing lately have been our live watches. We just did one a couple of weeks ago. We watched Christmas on the Square, which is the Dolly Parton one with Josh Shigara. That was a lot of fun. That was the best. You know what we should do for the next one? Maybe we should watch the first episode of the 4400, the original. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should. We, we're going to have a lot of downtime coming up between uh, hiatus and then the Olympic break and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah, the Olympic break, mm-hmm. two weeks of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just stuff to think about. So, yeah, check it mm-hmm. out. All right. Without further ado, I think it's time to move into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, y'all, this is fanfic 2.0, fan fiction version two. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh gosh, where where do we start? Where do we start? I mean, okay, quick, quick recap of the one from three years ago. Okay, Bryna, you only read Glee fan fiction or you wrote it too? Wh- which one was it? 
Oh, no, I've never. No, I only read it. Only read it. Only read okay. It. Okay. Yeah, that was how I got started in fanfic was Glee fanfic. This is this is probably I would say the one time where the age difference between myself and Brenna really comes into play because like the internet was in two different places when you started reading fan fiction versus when I first started reading fan fiction. Um, okay, so I'm like eight and a half, nine years older than Brenna. We know that, right? So back in my heyday, as Brenna called it in the first episode, I did go back and listen to a couple things. Um, That's hysterical. My heyday, I don't remember that. Air quotes was like the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Because Gina was a teenager back then. Uh, I I existed in in a world before fanfiction.net. And we posted our fanfiction on a website because I I only wrote in sync fanfiction. Yes, I said in sync. You heard that correctly. We posted our fan fiction on a website called insyncworld.net. It was insync-world.net. That's where we posted our fan fiction. By the time fanfiction.net came around, I was a little too old for it. I was starting to age out. Uh, but yeah. Okay. But by the time it came out, were you still reading fan fiction or were you like on a hiatus? Um, not so much at that point because fanfiction.net was mostly fictional fandoms. And of course I was writing fan fiction about a live action boy band. <laughs> fair 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 yeah fair so um I've perused it a couple times in the past like in in high school and college just looking for other stuff just for fun um I know I had a brief period where I was like let's just be stupid and see if there's any funny Power Rangers fan fiction and there was um obviously yeah oh yeah oh yeah um but that was really about it that was about it so that that's kind of our history with fan fiction um but yeah, I think, okay, before we get into the good stuff, because there's some good stuff coming, we got a question from a listener named Allie, and she said, I would love to hear you guys discuss your favorite fanfic tropes, genres, ships, etc." Cool. Start us off, Brenna. Okay, so I guess, do we want to keep it specifically like one Chicago related or like whatever in general we want. or whatever? Whatever we want. Okay, so I guess I was thinking about this. In terms of tropes, like, I don't think there's necessarily tropes that I like in fan fiction the way I like tropes in, say, books. Mm-hmm. Only because for me, like, the, you know, the fan fiction, at least that I read, is obviously all based on television shows. And those characters already exist. So I'm not typically going to be like, oh, you know, like today I think I want to read like a Friends to Lovers, you know, fan fiction the way I do, you know, a book or something like that. Um, you know, obviously I tend typically gear towards my ships. But even then, like I'm very picky about the fan fiction I read, like very picky about it. I will only read like I basically have to like ship something like really 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 hardcore for me to like ever even come close to like looking at the fan fiction from it like I don't just be like you know today you know what I really like to ship in some random ass show like let me just go read fan fiction like I'm not that person I have to like really kind of be obsessed with them so even then I don't read like a ton well one Chicago and Bretzy aside that's really right now where my like bread and butter is is Bretzy fan fiction that's really what I read consistently then followed probably by Chenford that's probably like the Uh, top two I have not touched the world of Chenford fan fiction I bet it's so good there's some really good ones yeah 
that's good. Yeah. I didn't even think to check that one out. Yeah. Um, and then like, there's other ones I've read in the past, like obviously Glee was how I got started. So like Finchel, um, there's not barely any, but like I have tried to dive into like the Nadia and Guzman fan fiction at one point. Um, every now and then I've read like some 911, like Eddie and Buck, but like, eh, it's not my favorite. Um, yeah, but like, that's kind of like the big ones I'd say. Is really like just it. like Bretzy and Chenford for the most part. I like it. I like it. Um, okay. My favorite genres, I am so predictable. Okay. I, and, and Brian, I could probably answer this question. I love, love, love my angst. I love angst and I love like borderline wumpy stuff. Okay. I feel like we need to change the term wump because what makes it sound like it's trashy, right? What makes it sound like it's like forbidden? And I, yeah. I, I that's why I, I feel a little like guilty when I say it. I'm always just like, I kind of like wink. I'm like, but I kind of like it. Um, but the angst yeah, you're like, I like dark, dark, sad, angsty. Does it always have to be like canon or can it be a you or like where, where do you fall in terms of like that? I prefer it to it. be canon, but I mean, I'm pretty down for anything. If it's or if like it's- within canon realm, like, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, um, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of so I'm either like, I like my canon, like I like the fix that like fill in the white pages or, you know, like are canon related, you know, like here's kind of like maybe what happened between episodes, you know, like something in that realm, right? Mm -hmm. Like white pages ish. But then I also love AU. Like I'm like very opposite. Like it's kind of the stuff in the middle. I'm like, eh, but like, I'm either like, white pages or nothing or then like au and like that's kind of where i fall um and you kind of see that a little bit in some of my picks later but like yeah i'm very much like two opposite ends of the spectrum see and the reason i think i love the white space so much i love it especially if there's a scene where something's going down where you can really get in that person's head in that moment and be like oh my god like they must be feeling xyz that's when i love the white space because then you can really expand on that um the biggest example of that I feel is when, when Jay was shot in season seven and we saw that sneak peek of Will talking to intelligence in the waiting room. Like I was able to kind of get in his head in that moment and just be like, God, you know, there was that moment where those doors came crashing down. And like for a split second, like Will's greatest fear came true. And that's the kind of stuff that I would just be like, I would be down to read a one shot about that. That's the kind of stuff I would love to expand on. Um, yeah see it's funny because you like to use it as like a way to get into people's heads for me especially when it's written really well for me I'm just like damn I wish we had seen that scene you know in an episode or like how did we get from this scene to this scene like what happened you know between there and I'm like okay like that's where I want my like you know one shot or whatever um so a little different but yeah definitely like fill in the white pages for sure love it I love it yeah so I'm I'm very angsty very wumpy the darker the better in my opinion I just I yeah, love I'm definitely angst. not that at all like I obviously like a little angst right like hello I mean I, I like a little bit of angst but I'm not like let's get super dark like Gina is well and speaking of what you were saying about how like you just kind of hoped you had wondered how like a certain scene had played out I got to go back through my tumblr likes here and find because there was one there was one I read that was like that and it was a quick teeny little one shot and I was just like yes yes it was like a short one shot um 
But yeah, aside from NSYNC, the only other type of fanfic I've ever like read, sought out and read was Marvel, which we talked about this in the first fanfiction episode. Um, I am trash. Yeah, see, I've trash. never like touched Marvel fanfic ever, really. I'm trash um, for the Iron Dad stuff. I'm trying to think about if there's anything else I would have read aside from Glee, like in high school or college, mm-hmm. and I don't know because I definitely didn't really read that a ton of it in college because at that point I was kind of distanced from Glee and I was not really reading it but like occasionally I'll read stuff like if I'd seen something on Tumblr or something you know I would read it but um to say I went out and like searched for it hardcore and and Glee and then like one Chicago and Shenford I will admit there were a couple that I actively sought out for this episode that I didn't find and I was kind of sad kind of sad but we'll get there yeah well I feel like we definitely need to talk about like some scenarios or you know situations and just things that I wish I had found okay I'm sending you this link to like a master list of Iron Dad fanfics and I think you're gonna oh god yeah I'm doing (laughs) it get over it and of course the user probably like one porter one porter <laughs> i know like and i hate that word though it makes it sound so like forbidden and just like yeah no that's tiktok this that's is literally the most gina thing oh my god but they're so cute though like and it's not bad it's nothing like oh my god like spider-man just got no like, not anything like no yeah but like if you're looking for tony migraine recommendations there's a comprehensive list like okay what? Those are adorable, though. When, like, Peter gets a migraine at, like, Avengers Compound and then, like, Tony has to come take care of him. Those are adorable. I regret nothing. I'm still (laughs) trying to find this, like, one-shot PD one that I thought was so good. Deep, deep, very deep within my Tumblr likes, which only I can see. I love Tumblr. It's so trashy. Okay. So, moving on. So that's kind of what we love. I like any and all ships. I mean, this is why I like it to be mostly canon, but if you're going to show me a pairing that is normally not together, that like I wish would be together, cool. Um, there is one in the that we're going to talk about that's one of those, which there's a pairing that you're just like, what? But also cool. So um, as we were researching this episode, I went on an expedition in the internet to find my old NSYNC fan fiction. Oh, I've I only been it. waiting for this moment for like how long we've we been friends now five almost six years something like that like I've only been waiting for it for that long oh I found it I found I it. I know okay. you did so okay so so I'm in an insane Facebook group okay I mean like of course I am right tell me you grew up in the early 2000s right okay so Are you probably you're probably in multiple right just one no just one actually um, there was oh, an NSYNC podcast okay. out there for a while called Girl, Are You Alone, which is a line from one of their songs. And it was so good. It was so good. They unfortunately got bullied a lot online. And so they ended up, they ended up stopping the podcast, which is such a bummer. You guys, like, this is why we can't have nice things. Be kind, be kind. It was so good. But they have kept the Facebook group up, which is good. Cause now like all of us depressed 30 something millennials, we have a community of people who like we would have been friends with when we were 12. So I go and post online in that Facebook group last week. I'm like, guys, do you remember that NSYNC World website that we used to post our fiction on? It was like an old school message board, like super, super old school. And they were like, oh my God, yeah, totally. Like totally remember it, but it's not around anymore. We all went searching for it. So one of the girls in that group, she is like, okay, well, hey, check this thing. It's called the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine. 
I'm like, what the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. I go look this up. The Wayback Machine is like, it's this like website slash like vehicle program kind of thing that is working on archiving the older days of the internet, slowly but surely working on it. So if you're trying to find an old website that's been gone for like forever, say it's like an Angel Fire website or something or GeoCities, that's where to start is the Wayback Machine. You, you lost see. me there. What the hell is Angel? Did you just say Angel Fire? What the you hell don't is know that? What Angel Fire is? Oh God. <laughs> age different age different rears its ugly head once more Um, i don't know what the hell that is do you know what geocities is or was no okay so yahoo offered these like these websites that were kind of under this umbrella of geocities right where you can make your own website and then it was like geocities.com slash blah 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 and it was yahoo before tumblr kind of yeah kind of minus the bloggy part it was a website so you do whatever the hell you wanted uh so that okay. was GeoCities. Angel Fire was like another version of that. I can't remember who sponsored Angel Fire though. I think it might've been Hotmail. I could be wrong. Um, but that was, yeah. So there was GeoCities and Angel Fire. And that's where most people had their fan websites. Um, I had a GeoCities. Damn straight I had a GeoCities. Couldn't remember the name of it for the life of me though. I definitely, <laughs> I went I went and found a way to like search the GeoCities archives and I searched as many different combinations as I could. I was like, okay, NSYNC. And then I was like, Gina, NSYNC. Like, what would I have called this website? I don't even remember. NSYNC like, lover one, two, three. Yeah. yeah. Like. I, I, I still remember my very, very first AOL screen name or screen name. I definitely searched that. Did not find it. Did not find it. Um, but long story short, I went on the Wayback Machine and I was able to find my old NSYNC website, my old NSYNC website. This was not a GeoCity site. This was something else. I went through freewebs.com for this one. Again, it, this is, it was like 2002. So like, I don't even remember. Couldn't find it. Found the website. Okay. Called it the NSYNC box. Don't ask me how. I don't know. I don't know how I came up with that name. <laughs> I don't know how 15, 16 year old me did anything she did. Okay. Oh, amazing. So, so only parts of this website are archived. Okay. Not the whole, not the whole website, just parts of it. And thank God some of the fan fiction was archived. Cause like this shit is gold y'all. It's gold. so good. Did you read the ones I sent you? Yes. How bad did I they? read them? Okay. You're actually, I mean, granted some of the stuff I'm like, Gina's really out here writing about this topic. Like that's a little, a little cringe, but like. I don't think the writing itself was bad, especially for you being like 15 or 16 years old. I don't think the writing was bad. I just like. (laughs) So I know I had a window pulled up over here and I'm trying. There it is. There it is. Okay. So I'm looking on, I had the window from the website still pulled up. So I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fanfics up here. Um, NSYNC fanfics of these seven, I was able to salvage three, but that's still like really good. Okay. Yeah. I just want to take you through some of these, the synopses on these. Cause like, it's just ridiculous. Right. I wonder if I share my screen, if that'll be part of the video recording that we can like share with everybody. Probably. Uh, okay. So let me share my screen with you so you can see this. I feel like I'm in a work meeting now. <laughs> share. Okay. So now you see my desktop. Oh my right? God. I know. I know. I know. Okay. So if you're, if, if we don't post a zoom video, what's going on here is like I, this, this zoom layout is from two, that, not zoom website layout. 2002. What the hell is that picture of Lance too? That is, yeah, that is a picture of Lance. Okay. So it's 2002. Lance Bass had just turned 23. Okay. Lance Bass had just turned 23. You heard me right. Lance Bass, the same Lance Bass who was like married with twins now. 
just turned 23. Okay. So the layout of this website, he, this was like his birthday layout because birthday layout, sometimes you just like shifted layouts and sometimes it was a Justin month and sometimes it was a JC month. And then sometimes it was a Joey month. <laughs> Brian is losing it right now. <laughs> this was a Lance month. And so this, it's this picture of Lance. He's in purple. He's leaning up against these hay bales and like an artsy kind, not an artsy kind of way. Like he's just got his arms like tucked <laughs> under his head and he's leaning on these hay bales and he's got his frosted tips. And then are those it, hay bales are pillows. I, oh, I thought they were hay bales. They might actually be pillows. <laughs> okay. So Lance is wearing this purple shirt. Oh that's God. kind of like a little bit see-through and he's got his frosted tips. And then in like this, what I call an artsy font, it just said like 23 with a period. And then underneath okay, it says- Okay, now did you make that photo with the 23? I mean, obviously I made you made that photo, photo, but like- Of course I made that photo. <laughs> oh yeah, 15, 16 year old me was an absolute boss in Photoshop, okay? Boss, I tell you. Okay, so yeah, so it says 23. And then under it, it says the NSYNC box. Again, I don't know why the hell I called it that. I don't know, I just did. Okay. So we look at this fiction page. I had seven fan fictions up here. I was able to save seven or no, out of seven, I was able to save three. Okay. I just want to take you to some of like the stupid synopses of these that I wrote. Cause they're so dramatic. They're so dramatic. Okay. So I have one up here that's called see you in my dreams and I'm just going to click it and it's going to load this page, this cover page. I really wish I hadn't done cover pages because then it like would have given me the story. Okay. So this is just one of, this was a JC fan fiction I wrote, JC, okay? So here's the dramatic synopsis and there's no story with it, which makes me so sad. Okay, so as both of their groups toured the United States together, JC and Karen realized that they could be a whole lot more than friends. Karen is spelled K-E-R-R-I-N. I was at- Okay, now, yeah, so Karen's an original character? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 15 year old okay. me. Yeah. Okay. But when a freak accident takes Karen's brother and a whole lot more, they realize they need a lot more than the music in their lives. They need each other. I, I, I'm so sad that like this fanfic did not archive, but yeah, super dramatic synopsis. And this was like, this is one of those, like, there's a collective trauma and then they have to like heal from it and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My, uh, my angst oh, back for angst spreads far back so that's one of them okay I think I should just kind of I feel like I could talk about this forever but I really should just kind of stick to the ones that like we did salvage okay so okay you pick out of the three that I salvaged I mean we've got the Justin and Brittany breakup we've got Lance going to space and then we've got a super emo JC one take your pick I feel like we should go with the super emo JC one only because that fits your vibe of what you still like to read See, and I was going to go with the Justin, the Justin and Brittany breakup. But yeah, that okay. one's also, I would have done that one or the JC one, the Lance and Space one, either one of the other two though. Because yes, those of you in Gen Z who are like Lance in Space. Oh yeah, Lance had a, Lance had a whole thing where he was going to go to space, trained in Russia and everything. Yep. You can Google it if you don't believe me. Um, let's actually go with the Justin and Brittany breakup because it's pretty bad. But also not that bad, but also pretty bad. As I said, your writing is not terrible. It's just the subject matter is like, okay. Okay. So this one was right after Justin and Brittany broke up like the first time because they broke up like multiple times, right? I think this was the time when like somebody cheated with Wade Robson and it was just a whole big thing. Okay. So I write this fanfic where like Justin is just beside himself and like he can't deal and he's staying on Joey's couch and he's just devastated and like he's not sleeping. He's not eating. 
Yeah. So I read back through this one when I found it last week and I was like, okay, this isn't half bad for like 14, 15 years old. It's not terrible. It's That's the what I said. Of- it's the premise is cringe, but the writing itself is not terrible. Okay. So like, if we're going to read an excerpt of this, I kind of want to get to like the gist of it where he's like, I'm watching this movie at 4.30 AM. Let's see. Uh, let me scroll up. Where is it? There it is. Okay. Um, okay. So let's like, just do like a dramatic reading of like this part here, just for fun. Um, if you will be Joey, I will be Justin and I'll like narrate it. Does that work? Wait, you said you'll be Justin and I'll be Joey. Yes. This is meant to be absolutely terrible. Okay. This is meant for everybody to laugh. So like, don't expect like Pulitzer prize, like quality shit here. Okay. Um, actually let's start. Who's the, yeah, I was going to say, okay. Well, and then we'll stop right there. Okay. So let me see who has this first line. Okay. So I think it starts with Justin. Okay. Okay. Ready? Ready? This is going to be really bad. Okay. It's gonna be awesome. Okay. It's a tough time for me right now was all he said, or all he managed to say. Joey knew this and he wasn't insensitive to that at all. He took it straight to heart and tried to understand what Justin was going through. It was a separate point he was trying to make, but Justin was having a hard time comprehending that too. Joey nodded his head, completely understanding every word out of Justin's mouth. Can you move your cursor for a second? Sorry. <laughs> and believe me, I understand that. It's a tough time for all of us right now. We know you were the most affected by what happened, but what's so tough for us to see so for tough for us is to see you like this. It kills us every day to know that you're hurting inside. <laughs> and we know you look fine on the outside, but you're kicking yourself on the inside. We know. We've all been through it before. He explained. He explained. Yeah. Are you going to read the narrator part? You Whatever you want. <laughs> I'll keep reading. It's okay, fine. Go ahead. He explained trying to empathize with his emotional friend. Justin hung his head low once more, but this time, as he raised it again, two lone tears came flowing down from each cheek. <laughs> Fighting back the tears just wasn't working. It was best to let it all out. The only thing Justin was fighting now was choking back the sobs. Crying was okay. He just didn't want to sob hysterically in front of Joey. Justin shook his head, disagreeing for what he dis- disagreeing with what he said as he wiped away the tears. No, man, you have it, Justin counterpointed, avoiding eye contact at all costs to wipe away his tears. It was useless. More appeared as others fell. Joey's face was frozen. Now, for the first time in three days, Justin was beginning to show true emotion. It was quite refreshing. You haven't been in love like I have. Damn it, Joey, I'm not watching Crossroads at 4.30 in the morning for the damn hell of it. I miss her. She's everything to me. I really don't know what the hell I'd do without her, he cried. Joey just wanted to stand up and applaud Justin. It was about damn time he opened up to one of them. He nodded his head in eager agreement. And And scene. scene. Oh man. It's it was even the, better as a dramatic retelling. It's, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, okay, my action's not bad though. Again, for 15, I'm like, that's not bad, actually. That's uh, what I said. The writing itself is not like what's, te- it's just the, pre- you know, the premise and whatever, but like the writing itself is not actually that terrible. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? We're only two lines from the end of this fan fiction if we want to, if we want to finish this out. Okay, wait let's read these last two lines okay so let me just reread that last part okay it was about damn time he opened up to one of them he nodded his head in eager agreement 
See, this is good, Justin. You're opening up. It hurts when you bottle everything inside. But don't you think you should be telling her all these things? He suggested kindly. When Justin shook his head in instant disapproval, the last puzzle piece was put into place. No, I love her more than anything in this world. But I don't want to hurt her. Dot, dot, dot. And And scene. scene. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Please tell me the next time we have like an eight, like our a workshop with our friends, we can read like the whole thing. Oh, we totally can. We totally can. Like that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, maybe I'm- we'll read the like a different one, but still it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that 15 year old me was like, yeah, Justin's way of coping is to watch Crossroads in the middle of the night because that's what you do it was like i mean we were in the days before youtube so he couldn't like gone online and like watched videos of her or anything i mean yeah i don't know oh, i'm so glad i found it though i'm so glad oh man it's amazing yeah so so better than i even dreamed of i know i know it's just it, it's so bad but also i'm like well my action wasn't too bad i feel like grad school like wiped all the creativity out of me because as before we get to the next surprise, I guess we'll just get to the next surprise, won't we then? Okay, this is an easy Yeah, just segue. get to it. Okay, so we decided fanfic episode, it'll be like, we're just going to have a blast, right? Surprise, y'all. We wrote one Chicago one shots. We did it. <laughs> we did that. We wrote one shots. Um, we did. Yeah. So uh, I noticed in, in writing this one um, that I was like, I just kind of found myself like really struggling to write action. And I was like, oh man, grad school just like wiped the creativity out of me. Because like in grad school, you have to write within very, very strict parameters. You can't go outside the box. Uh, right. And so I was just kind of like, I'm like sitting here. I'm like, okay, well, what, what is, what is this person doing right now? I don't even know. What are they? Huh? Like, well, and I'm sure it's obviously, it's so different from obviously writing even the script that you wrote, like the pilot, because mm-hmm. that's such different writing style too. It's not the same, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, completely. So, um, Oh God, I just, I figured the NSYNC fan fiction would make everybody laugh because it's, it's so good. It's, it's so bad. It's good. Um, or other, it's, it's not, no, let's just leave the word good out of it. Okay. So we decided to write one Chicago one shots as part of this episode. Again, just for fun. It's hiatus guys, like fun. It's the only reason we did anything. Okay. So here's what we've decided is that we're going to read you guys some excerpts of our, our one Chicago one shots that we wrote. And then we're going to put the rest up online for you guys to read. Um, I'm kind of on Patreon. I'm not putting it out in the real world on Patreon. We're going to put it up for our patrons. Yeah. Because I mean, we're, listen, we're adults now. Okay. Like the judgment of the internet is scary. So I was going to say, I don't know if I love mine that much to put it out, like really, really out there. Patreon fine, but I would be totally fine writing under a pen name. It's just that if I were to be like, this is what it's about. And then post it under the pen name, everybody would be like, that's Gina. Like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm an old fart now. I'm just like, no, the internet scares Although me. Although mine's so obscure, I don't feel like most people would come across it. So, but still, I ain't doing that. Okay. So let's. Can you, are you share, are we sharing screens? Is that how we're doing this? Oh, we can totally share screens if you want. Oh, and I, I mean, I, we don't have to, cause I just, then you've got to get off your shared screen so I can pull up mine. This is like when I'm at work and I completely forget that I'm sharing my screen. And the next thing I know, my email is up for everybody to see. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. I can't pull mine up unless you okay. get off my I screen. I have stopped sharing. I have stopped sharing. Okay. Okay. So 
I actually wrote mine a long time ago. I the last time I updated it or like edited it was actually back in March, but I want to say I started this in like or I really started it in like 2019, maybe early 2020. Like I've had this one for a while. I tried writing a different one and I kind of just hit writer's block with it. So I haven't finished that one. That's why I decided to go with this one. Cause it's just been sitting on my computer for like a couple of years. Okay. So tell everyone what, you, what yours is about. Okay. So it was actually inspired one day we were talking on the podcast. I don't remember why we were talking on the, about this on the podcast, but we were, and it may have been right after this episode aired. So mine actually takes place way back in, this would have been season seven, when a fire, when Benny dies. And it has to do with Katie coming back, um, obviously for Benny's funeral. And at the time, like, I thought Katie coming back was fine. You know, obviously there's the whole thing about, like, she's the one that had that medal they were looking for the whole time, yada, yada, yada. She and Otis had, like, a kind of cute scene. But I was like, I wanted more from the Otis and Katie stuff or, like, Katie coming back. Um, and at the time, obviously, Otis was dealing somewhat dealing they kind of touched on it not really with all of the ptsd from the high-rise fire where he saw you know the mom and the baby being burned or whatever but he wasn't talking about the fact that he had ptsd and obviously katie probably has some kind of ptsd for everything she went through when she left chicago so my whole one shot is based around like them having a conversation at the like before the funeral and like Otis kind of opening up to Katie of all people because if anyone kind of gets the PTSD stuff that he was going through it was her but it's not romantic or anything it's just you know friendship so are we reading or was that what we're doing or do you want to share your screen I'm filling I'm filling in one last paragraph of what I wanted to share um do you want to share your screen or do you want to just read it I could just read it it's fine okay um all right I'm just gonna leave the first couple of they're very short paragraphs so i'm just gonna read the first couple um all right so it says 1 37 p.m 23 minutes until benny's funeral scratch that 23 minutes until her father's funeral it took him 21 years for him to finally make any kind of real effort in her life so she never saw him as her father to her benny was the guy who showed up simply when it was most convenient for him however not even that changed the fact that she was sitting here waiting for his funeral to begin and she was feeling some type of way about it As much as she wanted to continue to be there for her mother and for Kelly, because God, did they need her right now? She needed a moment to herself so that she could actually process the fact that Benny Severide was no longer here. And then obviously it goes into the fact that like Otis finds her sitting outside and then they have a conversation. But I want more. Well, you'll get more. (laughs) I want more. I like it. I still stand by what I had said like a year or two ago. I totally think you could write a Hallmark Hanukkah movie. I I don't know if I came up with a good idea but I haven't come up with like okay well if we're talking about Hallmark Hanukkah movies I mean there is another one airing on Friday so I haven't seen it yet but if we're talking about like a great actually I'll scratch this there's a Hanukkah book like a romance book that came out this year finally there's been like a dire need for a good one and I think it would make an amazing Hallmark movie like amazing Hallmark movie um it's called The Matzo Ball by Jean Meltzer. And it's basically the heroine is a secret, like a closeted, she's Jewish, obviously, but she's a closeted, um, like, Christmas writer. Like, Christmas, like, she loves Christmas, but she has to hide it because she thinks 
you know that if she's Jewish she can't love Christmas as much she does and that's like what her she writes Christmas novels um and then she you know it's obviously there's a romance part to it or whatever but I think it would make an amazing Hallmark movie it's so good it's so good but yeah okay so I wrote one based on a dream I'd had a couple weeks back um and I mean Brina knows this just because I bother her with it every morning, but I, I take these sleep meds that give me really weird dreams. Okay. Like really fucking weird. Um, and the new thing lately has been like, I usually dream that I'm like in an episode, which is actually kind of fun. Cause then, you know, I go around and fuck shit up. Um, yeah, no ridiculous dreams. So I had this dream a couple of weeks back. Um, Okay, sorry, Pepper was chewing on something. And I basically saw this friend who had passed away about a decade ago and we caught up. Um, and it was very like, it was good. It was a good dream. So I had this idea that, you know, Severide is just kind of going through a rough spot right now. He can't sleep. He's not doing anything. And he sees Shay in a dream and they catch up. And, uh, and, and she just tells him like, I'm happy for you. And it just, he just, you know, they catch up. In, in, in a dream and it's just really sweet so um I'll read a little bit here this is when like they first see each other at the bar but okay here here we go okay so again he saw her he called out to her so her mouth moved but he couldn't hear a word he was too busy staring this was Shay he was talking to his Shay his blonde-haired foul-mouthed best friend he thought he would never see again he had no idea how he'd gotten so lucky as to be in this moment but he wanted to milk it for all it was worth I missed you so much. I can't believe we're together right now. He reached out for her hand, but her face remained unchanged. Wasn't quite the reaction he was hoping for, if he was being honest. So then I told Justin to just quit being a little bitch and ask Nadia out. And he got so mad at me, like, get to know me, right? It was more painful than any hit he'd ever taken on the job. He suddenly remembered why he hadn't seen her in so long. The realization hurt worse than the time a chimney fell on him during a call. He'd take 20 needles to the spine again before he'd ever feel this feeling again. How could she sit here and carry on like things were normal? Did she not realize that she died? And scene. It's so good. Yeah. So it's so good. It's kind of fun. Like, yeah, I don't mind. Like, I it's not my favorite thing. Like, I'm definitely not a creative writer at all. Um, I like doing it every now and then. I have another one. So I've only ever tried three. So I have this one that you guys will read. Well, patrons will read the whole thing of. Then I have one that I haven't half, it's like half finished and I kind of don't really know how to end it. That was also inspired by a conversation we had on the pod about um, like after Otis dies and Severi has to find the courage to call Katie and tell him that, or tell her that Otis has passed away. Um, But I don't really still know how to end that. So that one's not done. And then I have an idea for Violet and Gallo one if I can ever find the like creative juices to finish it. Because there needs to be more Violet and Gallo fanfic, as we will talk about. So, See, I loved creative writing growing up, like high school, all that stuff. I loved it. Loved it. So I don't know. This is kind of fun. Like, I started this one, and I was just kind of like, what am I doing? And then the more I got into it, I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. <laughs> like, yeah, but you, you obviously, too, like, you like even writing scripts. Like, you would love to be, like, on a writing staff or a television show. Like, I, mm, no way. I really no would. Way. That would be my dream job. Oh my god no way um okay let's like close. i'm just not a creative writer well, let's just close out the instinct box <laughs> oh goodness yeah so um patrons you'll be able to read the full versions of those um when we post the episode 
be, we would love your feedback, but also like be nice because we're scared. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So we're going to get into some of our favorites and then we're going to go ahead and talk about listener recommendations. And I think with the listener, listener recommendations, we're going to be here a while. Oh my God. Did and you guys I've come through? Decided. I already kind of started it. I'll have it finished by Friday when this gets posted, but I'm going to compile like aside from our outline because our outline's kind of messy. I'm going to compile just like a straight list of all the ones that are recommended in mm-hmm. categories by like, you know, ship. Cause obviously it's mainly ships, you know, Bretzy, Celeride, Upstead, Bursit, kind of the main four. Um, so I'll post those recommendations and like you guys with links and then you can just click on it if you hear one that you want to go read. So, yeah. Yeah. So I noticed like the first time around when we did this episode, the, the one Chicago fanfic that was out there in early 2019 was like 98% Linstead. Like, yes. And that was definitely what I read was mostly Linstead at the time. Yeah. All Linstead. It's really funny how the tides have turned now. What I was finding in this is that now it's like, what, like 75% Bretzy, 25% Upstead. Yeah, I mean, obviously, because with like a little sprinkle of Berzik and a little sprinkle of Celeride. Yeah. And then the random, you know, other, you know, one-offs, but yeah. 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 It's a lot of Bretzy. And I noticed that too, because obviously as I've started compiling for this list that I'll post on Friday, the Bretzy one is like, section is like massive and the other sections are not. Um, It's really interesting. It's really interesting. And you guys, as we go through this, like, please keep in mind like we're rooting for all of you keep writing this is awesome you guys are so we can't we can't even come with the courage to post our own stuff that we've written because obviously I don't want to I'm I I don't want to but like I love I I read I try to read a little bit every day I'm not usually successful at it but I read or I check in to see if there's new updates on my fix that I like to read you know a lot so so do you want to go back and forth it. with these? Like just kind of flip-flop on our face? Yeah, I think definitely. I think, yeah, let's just flip-flop. Okay, so the first one I've got on my list is a one-shot called Not All Superheroes Wear Capes. And this is by Diner Guy and Ollie Polly. This was on uh, Archive of Our Own. This one is so cute. Like, you know how I was saying earlier, I'm on a big Violet and Gallo kick? Yeah. This, this kind of cemented it for me. Okay, so this is a mashup. Not, it, it's, it's a little bit of a crossover. And it's One Chicago and The Incredibles. I'm guessing there's a Violet in The Incredibles. You've never seen The Incredibles? I'm about to be 35. Why would I have seen The Incredibles? Oh my God. Gina. Okay. Yes, there's a Violet in The Incredibles. Okay. So that's where the mashup comes from is that Violet actually does have some powers and it's so cute. Okay. So what happens is Gallo gets banged up in a call. He might have a concussion. And so Violet's checking him out. And as that happens, there's a big explosion in the building. And so in that moment, Violet uses her power to like stop Gallo from getting hurt. But since Gallo is kind of like borderline concussed, like nobody will believe him when he's like, Violet's got powers, Violet's got powers. Nobody believes him. And so it's super cute because then Violet's like, I'm safe. Like, you know, nobody's going to believe him, but that's cool. It was so cute. I was just like, that's adorable. I love it. Yeah. I, I like you, like you, I've kind of very much been on a Violet and Gallo kick. I mean, I've always been on a Violet and Gallo kick, but like really now, I mean, I'm trying to write Violet and Gallo fan fiction over here. Like, obviously I'm on a Violet and Gallo fan fi- or kick right here, yeah. but there is not any. And like, I feel like hopefully if they like start 
because I feel like they're, you know, obviously kind of becoming an up and coming ship, like mm-hmm. they're newer. So like they're working their way up there. Like hopefully there will be more, but there is sadly really not enough out there for them. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, the first one, I, again, these are in no particular order, but I will have to say, I think I mentioned this one on our Bretzy deep dive, but it's honestly, I think one of my like favorite fix of all time. I think it's that good. And it um, comes up so, multiple times in this outline. Yeah, because it's that good. It's <laughs> it's so good. Um, so it is called Sprucing Up Chicago by Katie underscore 049 or Katie. Um, it's a basically an AU fic where Matt and Christy have like a ho- their own home improvement show thing, like Property Brothers to an extent. And Sylvie, and in this, obviously it's an AU, so she's a daughter, Lexi, um, get chosen for like, they do like a, at the end of every season, Matt and Christy do these like special giving back episodes where obviously, you know, they're given a house and then, you know, everything in there for free, you know, all the renovations, all that stuff, whatever. Um, And so Sylvie and her daughter are chosen for this one. Um, And it's just, I mean, I literally could gush about how incredible I think it is so forever i think one of the things that i really like about fix is a when they're well written i'm kind of a grammar writing snot like i if it's like if i can already see and it's not on purpose like you is like you know the letter you or you know like anything where it's just not well written i'm like click off it could be like the most amazing story idea but if it's not well written i'm clicking off katie is an incredible writer um it's long chapters it's just it's so well paced and even though it's au it still feels very much like matt and sylvie um which i also really like um but it's just i mean if you're a bretzy fan and you haven't read this fic i don't know what you're doing because it's it's so good and she started a series of one shots since that like kind of you know follow the world you know now you know now that it's over or now that the show and you know that original fake is over but it's it's so good and katie's an incredible writer and anything else she writes which some of the other ones she's written are mentioned later too but she's just so good so good i have read the first chapter of this one and i will be going back i will i I enjoyed it so good oh my god it gets only gina it only gets better it's it's so good. It's I so love good. how Casey and Severide are like old friends. And then like, I love the bond that Sev has with the daughter. Yeah. So I will be going it's, back to finish that one. Ugh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Really, really good. Really good. It's so good. So next up on my list is An Unlikely Hand. And this is by Otter Loves ASL. Pretty sure Otter's a listener. Hey there. Hi. Um, okay. So the premise of this one is Michaela has night terrors and... Adam, of course, just wants to help, right? So Adam actually goes to Jay and asks if he'll talk to her. And so I love the premise of this one because, again, Jay and Kim are crossing paths, which is amazing. But also you see Jay interact with Michaela, which you don't really see him interact with little kids that often. So um, it's- We haven't even ever seen him interact with Michaela, period. Yeah, which I would pay good money to see. I want to see Uncle Jay and Michaela- um, I want to see Uncle Kevin. I mean, yes, I would like to see Uncle Jay, but like Uncle, where is Uncle Kevin? 
where is uncle Kevin? Yeah. Okay. So, so the reason though, the way I found this one is that I went looking for a specific type of fan fiction. Okay. Uh, there is a one shot that I would kill to see. I may just have to write it myself, but I really want a one shot that expands on the white space. And it's just some sort of moment where Kim and Jay are interacting and Kim just is like, thank you, by the way. And Jay's just like, what? Like for what? And Kim's just like, the others told me, like, I know you found me. I know you're the one who like put me in the back of the car. I know you're the one who saved me. Like, thank you. That's all I want to yes. see. Yeah. I want it so that bad. That would be amazing. Yeah. And so I went searching well, for it. I didn't find it. I found this one instead. That's good. And especially if you end up writing it, which who knows, you maybe you will. I would love to see it too. If especially if it's not like right after the accident, right? So it's like set in the time after jay has knows what Haley and Boyd did mm-hmm. right so jay is racking with the guilt of like do i tell her what i know do i not tell her you know yada 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 oh man that would be good um yeah and i will say i i, I went searching on ao3 and I, I typed in like you know kim burgess slash jay halstead some of y'all want some birdstead to happen i i came across some of that too i was not expecting that oh I mean, my friendship fix friendship fix sure you know whatever but I know there's like actual like Burgess J like relationship fix that I was I didn't read them because I can't I don't know if I'm ready I don't know if I'm ready for that but like (laughs) yeah there was one I came across that was like in the aftermath of the season finale and I was thinking this was going to be Jay like we did the right thing like you know we we went by the book all that I thought it was gonna be that oh no it was like why did Jay have such a strong urge to protect Kim it's because he had feelings for her and I was just like oh oh I was not expecting this okay (laughs) yeah some of those descriptions I was like wait what Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm ready for that no 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 I'm not I can't I can't there's only so far I can go with like crack ships personally i think it's amazing if ship whatever the hell you want to ship and like write whatever fic you want to write but for me personally in terms of the reader i can only go so far yeah 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 um but yeah so the next one i have to talk about okay i feel like we just everyone if again if you're a bretzy fan a bretzy reader you have definitely read one of logan's fanfics because logan being angel l wings on AO3. We just know her as Logan from Ladies Night. But she, I mean, first of all, she's written a ton, so there's a ton to choose from, but her writing is just so good. She's just she's so good. I was reading her before we even became friends, and I think if I remember correctly, that's part of the reason why we like really started talking on Twitter um was because I was definitely complimenting her on the fact that I loved her fix and I was waiting for the next something of whatever one she was writing in time. I don't remember. Um, I like, I've probably read, I mean, she's probably written, I think like 70 Chicago fix that that's just Chicago. I think I've probably read every single one of them. Probably. Um, I just think they're good. They're so good. Um, but the one that I definitely recommend and I really love, well, I have two for her because I couldn't pick. Um, the first one is called Good, Right, Real. Um, and it's basically, it's 82 chapters. So it's a long one. Holy shit. It's a long one. It's like basically reading a novel. Um, and they're like long chapters too. They're not like, you know, short chapters. They're long. Um, but it's basically this AU after 301 that explores the idea of like 
Dawson end up Dawson what happened what would happen if Dawson ended up dying not Shay um and like what would that change for Casey how would that affect Brett coming to 51 all yada 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 yada. and it's not like an episode by episode like retelling but it's pretty darn close like she's basically she'll take like almost every episode of fire you know starting with 301 and kind of not retell the whole episode obviously but retell certain moments or whatever and again how would it look different if it was Dawson who was not there you know versus Shay um and like because it starts off too obviously like in the beginning like Brett and Mills end up kind of becoming a thing because obviously you know it's a little different and then it obviously eventually ends 82 chapters later with Brett and Casey becoming a thing um and she started a sequel with like that keeps going but it's so good it's just it's so good i read the first part of the first chapter i knew it was 82 and i was like oh no no we're just we're, we're trying to party i it. mean yeah i definitely it takes time to read 80 because i think i read it when it was done so like it takes some time to read like it's not but i like a good long fic so is like, it the angsty? longer the better yeah definitely at times but not like super you like like dark dark angst is it angsty yes because obviously at this time like even when she and mills are like a thing you know she and casey are still kind of like flirting they basically are like flirting around each other for like almost 82 episodes so Mm -hmm. or 82 chapters so yeah it's angsty in that way to say it's like dark angst like you like no but none of my recommendations will be dark angst like you like i'm i'm not that kind of reader so i mean you say dark angst like it's like twisted i just i like it i I like angsty like really angsty like okay when twilight was a thing before all of us came to our senses and we're like wow this is really really bad i was all about new moon i was like angst yes oh see new moon was my least favorite yeah no i loved the i hated new moon new moon was like my least favorite of all of them Okay, but I think what we can all agree on with the Twilight is that like the soundtracks slapped. Okay, the movies, the books, the stories, terrible. The soundtracks absolutely slapped. Oh yeah, and that first soundtrack especially. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. I'm glad we agree on that. I think those soundtracks are still fantastic to this day. So. I kind of want to go listen to it when I'm done here. When we're done here. <laughs> I know. Um, I, did you do your Spotify wrap today? I know we were talking about it. I so I don't do Spotify. So I did my like Apple Music version of it. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Because we were just talking about Twilight. I did mine today, and my top artist of the year was Paramore. I regret nothing. Like sometimes you've just got to blast the early 2000s music and blare it. And let's be real, Haley my- Williams has an incredible voice. My top artist was Jonas Brothers, and my top song, though, was Champagne from the In the Heights soundtrack. I regret nothing. Three of my top five were In the Heights. Yeah, and then my second one was Carnival de Barrio, which, again, I regret nothing, so. Yeah, mine went in in order. So, like, three was Carnival de Barrio, like, four was um, Blackout, and then, like, five or whatever. It was in the order that they play, and, like, Pacencia y Faye made the list. I was like, okay, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Champagne was my number one song, and I have no regrets. (laughs) Yeah, so so Paramore was my number one top artist for the year, and I I regret nothing because again, that Twilight soundtrack totally slaps. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, so next up on my list is a little bit of a diversion from my my usual sad stuff. Okay, so this is another one by Logan. This is "You Remind Me of Home" by Angel Wings, and this is 
a nice, fluffy, sweet Christmas one, which I could actually completely see happening on the show. Okay. So yeah, it just came out. It just came she out. Just wrote it. Um, Casey is in Oregon and, you know, he's doing fine, but he's, he's got a homesick. He's just, he kind of realizes he's like, well, fuck, like I missed the city. So Sylvie rallies the firehouse together and they start sending him packages like one by one by one. So they send him a tree, then they send ornaments and then they send all sorts of different Christmas stuff. It's so sweet and like perfect. It's very nice. It's yeah. It's really, again, every single, like she does not write a bad fic. She really doesn't. Very, very sweet. Um, but yeah, I guess my last Logan recommendation is, again, I went for like one that was like AU and then I went with one that was like way more white pages. And I remember, cause Logan and I were like friends at this point, this is the end of season nine. I was like, Logan, I need you to write the like white pages one for 916 because obviously you have the scene right like where you have like the we belong together you know the whole like they finally get together and then all of a sudden you have like the date and there's like so much white space for Bretzy in that episode where it's like what happened like and then you have like the morning at there's clearly probably a morning after after the sexy time so like what was that like and it's like a four-part fic And it's basically like the white pages. It starts kind of with like the we belong together. And like the last part is like the morning after, after the sexy time. It's so good. It's, it's everything. I And like, I can't imagine it all happening. I saw Um, this one in your notes. And the minute I saw that it was white pages, I was like, oh man. Like I was like, you got to have the feels like ready for that one. And I was like, I don't have the feels in me right now. I got to like wait. So I'm going to go check that one out. Well, it also, it stops you know before the um call so like mm-hmm. it doesn't get like too emotional you know but yeah it's really good Ooh, ooh, sounds so good okay now we get into like this stuff that's really on brand for me so we're gonna we're gonna kind of like wait our way in okay so the next one on my list is called thankful for you and this is by julian Wrights. so this is a really cute one this is what's called a sick fic which i didn't realize there was like a subgenre of this so matt and sylvie mm-hmm. get the flu on thanksgiving and it's really sweet because like they're like they're they're at the store together and sylvie's like Fuck, i don't feel good and so matt's like all right let's just go home like no big deal we got this and matt totally is like i know i'm gonna get sick like whatever i'm just gonna like grit my teeth and bear it and they both get the flu. And what ends up happening is Stella Ride comes over the next day and is like, if you guys were going to bail on Thanksgiving, we figured you guys need food. We know you. So like, we're going to make some soup. I'm just going to chill and watch the parade while you guys are sick. Um, really sweet. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, I don't think I had read that one, but it's definitely on my list to go back and read. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So the next one I have, and I've got, again, I've got two different ones by this author because, again, I think she's great. Um, The first one is Hopelessly Devoted to You by Multi underscore Angels, a.k.a. Abby. Um, And this is the first one I had read by her. It's an AU fic, and I just have to read her summary because I feel like this is the best way to kind of sum it up. And so it says, on your 21st birthday, you gain the ability to hear whatever music your soulmate is listening to, no matter the time or place. It isn't always a romantic soulmate. Some people don't ever hear music or don't even hear music at all. That's the way things have been for as long as Matt Casey can remember. But in his senior year of college with his 21st birthday around the corner, his world flips upside down when he realizes the woman he's in love with might not be a soulmate after all. The only question is, if not Gabriella Dawson, then who? Ooh, so let's get all these brunty fix. It's so good. So basically, obviously, yeah, Matt and Gabby are together in the beginning and then kind of sort of in the beginning and they're all in college. So they're again, they're all around 21. So it definitely AU. 
Um, and they all have this like friend group, you know, so like Stellarides together, you know, Joe and Otis and Brett. Um, Gallo and Ritter also are like freshmen. So like they end up in the friend group too, but like, you know, they're not initially a part of it. And then like in the beginning, like after his 21st birthday, like they realize that like Gabby and Matt aren't soulmates and like Gabby actually falls in the category of like, she can't even hear music. And so then it's this whole journey of like, okay, well, if Matt can hear somebody's music, so like who is his soulmate? And obviously it ends up being Brett and yada, yada, you know, they end up getting together in it, but it's so Abby's another really great writer. I think even just like writing ideas and execution is one thing, but I think even just like writing wise, I think her grammars are, you know, I, again, I'm a stickler for like, if it's not good writing, I'm not going to read it, but she's really good. And she not only writes Bretzy, like I have another one on here. That's like, not even is a friendship fic between two characters. You probably don't even expect. She writes PD. She's got one right now. That's almost done. That's like Berzik and Bretzy too. It's, She's really good. Abby, I I I know you know this cuz I've talked to you but like I really love reading your fix. <laughs> <laughs> um I I just I love what you said there where you were like, you know, he can hear somebody's music but like whose is it? That's like that's beautiful. It's oh so good. And it ends up being so like the song that he, you know, the first song he ends up hearing and real, like the reason they end up realizing it is the Grease song, Hope, Hopelessly Devoted to You. That's why it's called the fix is called that. It's it's so good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So potentially second to last, I'm still trying to find this one on Tumblr that I found, but I'm scrolling through a lot of supernatural angst to get there. Um, Okay. So the next one on my list is called Forged in Fire. Oh boy. Okay. So this is right up my alley. This is like completely on brand. Okay. So Forged in Fire, this is by girl in lots of fandoms that could literally be any of us like yeah girl in lots of fandoms that's like all of us um okay so this one takes a super dark turn on the season eight mid-season finale of fire so if you don't remember the season eight mid-season finale severides in the basement jimmy conrad the arsonist comes out and boom that's it right this basically takes that story and it gives severide the pd301 treatment he gets abducted and it's not good. It's not mm. good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. So super, super angsty, super everything. Stella is broken. Okay. Like we've never seen Stella like this before. She's beside herself. At one point she has a, she has a nightmare where like she, where he dies and she just collapses and it's just like, she breaks down. We've never seen that out of Stella ever. It's a whole other side of Stella that we've literally never seen. So I actually took a little bit of dialogue from this one because I was like, oh shit, like just knife in the heart, right? Okay, so let me just show this one. Let me just like relay this one. Okay, so Cruz took a breath and diverted his path away from the common room and back towards the hallway. He stopped in front of the pictures and plaques of firefighters they'd lost, his eyes landing on Otis. Watch over Severide for us, buddy. Cruz spoke quietly. Bring him back to us. I'm fine. This is fine. I'm not crying. Like- it's cool. Um, and it's a work yeah, in progress. I don't know if my heart's ready. To, I was going to say, I don't know if my heart's ready to read that. It's really good. It's really good. It's a work in progress. New chapters get posted every Wednesday. I definitely read the new chapter today. And, you know, Med is doing what they can. It's good. It's really, <laughs> really good. Yeah. Um, this sounds good. Um, so my next one is again also by abby um it's called some good hearts and it's a sylvie and kevin friendship fic 
And so basically it's this idea that obviously after everything Kevin goes through in season eight, you know, obviously the beginning with the um, racism stuff. And then obviously ending with the fact that like Kim is almost dying. You know, he's, he and Jay found her, you know, Kevin went through a lot of shit in season eight. And so basically he ends up going to Molly's and like gets drunk one night and Brett ends up like running into him there and like ends up seeing him and sitting down and they have like a little conversation. She gives him some like much needed advice. It's just really cute. I would have not thought about like a Sylvie and Kevin friendship, but now that I've read a friendship fic, I'm like, yeah, I would like to see them interact more. Like I could be here for this friendship. Like again, friendship, friendship. But I, I, I read this one and it was so perfect. It was so perfect. Cause like, that's who Sylvie is. She just comes around and sprinkles in like positivity and, and, and good words, you know, like, right. And like, if anyone could cheer Kevin up after like, again, all the shit that he went through in season eight, it is her. Yeah. But also Kevin makes really good points in, in that fic. He makes really, really good points. How he's like the whole unit's behind me until I stand up for what I believe in. And then they're just like, forget it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Abby, this was good shit. This was good shit. Good shit. This is good shit. I found it. Okay, good. I found it. Okay, so I found one on Tumblr. It's a one shot, and the user's name is Fighter Kim Burgess. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, so- I have another recommendation for. I wonder if we're going to recommend the same one. I just um, may have read it on a different site. It's the one shot. It's basically the white space after, after Kim gets shot in season two. No, but I think someone else did recommend that. I think that is somewhere in this list. Okay, so some basically a user named Kim slash Kim dash Ruzik said, Roman is so lucky Adam didn't punch him out because he completely deserves it. Uh, yes, it was his fault Kim got shot. Yes. <laughs> and then when he has the audacity to sass Adam at the second house, like, boy, Kim was shot because of you. Don't go pissing at Adam. Whenever I rewatch it, I'm actively, actively rooting for him to punch him. So this was a white space. Uh, this is one that was written in the white space. And I love this one because this is exactly what I wanted. This is everything I wanted. Okay. So let me read just like a quick excerpt here. Okay. The fuck is your problem, Roman? Adam was holding onto his control with a fine thread. He was stuck at this damn scene trying to track down the man who nearly killed Kim instead of being in the hospital room waiting for her to come out of surgery. Okay. So then it talks about, you know, he knew how dangerous compartment syndrome was, blah, blah, blah. Okay. He kept trying to shove it out of his mind, but Roman's constant yapping about nothing was killing him. And then the bomb went off on the second story. I told you it was rigged. I told you, and you didn't listen. Adam saw Red at his words and threw a punch that knocked the other officer backwards onto a car. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, so Aaron stops him, blah, blah, blah. He saw the moment, the truth, his and Kim's, okay, blah, blah, blah. And they held him away from Roman. Okay, he fucking got her shot. He's her partner. He was supposed to be there with her and instead she was alone and she got shot. And now he's yelling, I told you so. He shouldn't be anywhere fucking near this scene. Adam was almost yelling now and Aaron put a hand on him. Okay, so Aaron makes him go to the hospital. So then Roman went to stand up and speak, but Jay was across to him first. You fell when the blast happened. If your bruises look like a fist, it's accidental. Because as far as I'm concerned, you and Ruzik were never beside each other. Understood? Exactly what I wanted out of a white space fic. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to have to read that one. I'm going to have to read that one. I have some of her other ones. I'm assuming it's a her. I have some of the other ones, but not that one. I I'm sending you one. this one. It's it's just, it's perfect. It's just perfection. It's art. It's It's everything I've ever wanted. Yeah, I'm going to have to definitely find that one so I can add it to the big doc too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 
So I know you, I think I only have one more left, but I have a few more. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, let me run through. I've got a few more. Um, I've got another one who's almost, this author is definitely almost an auto read for me. Like I'm like, Oh, this one like has a new fake. Okay. I'm going to read it. I don't even care what it's about. Granted, they're all Bretsy, but like, I don't care. So this is another AU one. It's called The Beauty of the World. And again, I probably could have picked other ones from this author, but I know they were already picked for this other, you know, by other people. So I picked this one, which I also really love. Um, it's a short, like five part AU fic where basically Matt and Sylvie actually meet. And they're two different people, but like they obviously meet in Australia on the trip. And then they basically end up six months later reunited in Chicago because Sylvie ends up joining 51. Um but I really enjoy this one. It's a short AU fic, but um, Happy45 is the author, M's on Twitter, and she's a great writer. I just, again, love, love, love this one. That's a very Grease premise, too, where, like, they meet and then, like, they re-meet again. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. And it, yeah, kind of, because isn't with, yeah, because Sandy and Danny is, like, on a beach, too, and that's where this happens is on a beach in Australia yeah so yeah um so then I have a few more that are like newer to me that I found through researching for obviously this whole episode but that I still really liked so there's a stellaride one called what she meant to me by Kay Cooks and it's a pretty short one but it still achieves what I wanted out of it which we talk about a lot is like does Severide talk to Stella about Shay right like does that happen? And so this is kind of, it's not a whole conversation. It's kind of the start of that. So basically the premise is that like it's Shay's birthday and so right usually spends the day because it's like around Thanksgiving. And so Stella's usually gone for the holiday. So he, it allows him the time to like decompress and, you know, be by himself, but Stella's not at this point. So then she obviously watches, walks in on him, like watching those videos back or whatever. And he just has a little conversation with her about who Shay was and it's just again things we've always wanted from the show but didn't get so here we are getting them in fan fiction oh I'm just imagining Stella walking in and being like what are you watching and it's like the always video oh yeah and he's you know he's like oh this is you know she's my best friend and she like obviously Stella knows right like Stella's not stupid she knows who Shay is but like the fact that Severide's finally telling her about her is you know Oh my god, I need a one shot where like Stella or Sev takes Stella to Shay's grave and is oh like my- Stella, this is Leslie. Leslie, this is Stella. Like, oh, oh my god. Kill me. And then Stella's like, hey, like leave us alone. Like, I gotta talk to her about some things. And like so Severide has oh. to leave. She makes Severide leave. Oh, oh obviously, any ideas we throw out here, if any fanfic authors are listening to this feel free to take our ideas we would just like some credit but like feel free to take them and run with them I'm just like imagining that and I'm gonna like make myself cry where she's like <laughs> he's a good man like I love him I'm so sad you're not able to be here with us and, like as we start our life together like oh uh, yeah damn it. yeah I know all the feels all the feels um, so the next one is called the Almost Fathers Club by Fighter Kim Burgess. Again, I found this on AO3, but you just found her on I found her on Tumblr. Tumblr. So this one though is it's Adam, Herman, and Casey. And they're at Molly's, and this is set like at the first Father's Day, what would have been like after Kim lost the baby. Aww. And obviously that was supposed to be 
Adam's last Father's Day. Not, like he obviously wouldn't have been a father at that point, but it would have been his last Father's Day before the baby. Mm-hmm. And so he's all in his feels and he's, you know, drinking at Molly's. And so he talks about like, again, like the almost father's club, like what, you know, he's going through and feeling with like Herman and Casey. And obviously Casey can relate because Adam's like, well, what, what the hell? Like what, how, wh- why do you know what, you know, how do you know what I'm going through? And Casey's like, well, you know, Gabby had the ectopic pregnancy that one time, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so like they bond about the fact, you know, almost being dads. It's just, it's a thing I didn't know I needed, but now that I read it, I'm like, yeah, I, I needed that. I, I needed that. Um, Sad face. Yeah. Um, and then I've got two last ones. Um, so another fighter can Burgess one is red rope haul out. And it's, it was at the time it was written, it was before the season nine finale. So obviously nobody knew what happened, but obviously now we know that it was just speculative at this point, but it's still good. It's a Stellaride fic where basically Severide is the one who gets injured in the big boat rescue or whatever. And kind of mirroring what Severide went through when Stella got injured. And shit. That's right up my alley. Why didn't I check that one out? Hang on. Um, like, cause at the time when Severide was going through it and Stella, you know, had the chested tube or whatever, but he wasn't, you know, legally anything to her. So like he was freaking out because, you know, he can't go sit with her. He can't, whatever, like Stella is doing the same. Cause like, even though they're engaged, like they're not married and so whatever, it's just, it's a cute little like Stellaride fic and there's not enough of them out there. So I felt like that needed to highlight this one. Um, Yeah. And then my last one I found, which I haven't finished reading yet because it's kind of long, but it's really, really good. I went for looking specifically, if we're talking about things we went looking for and didn't exactly find, um, I went looking for more fix from when Haley was in New York. So like basically like long distance Jay and Haley or like Jay and Haley before they actually became official. That's Mm -hmm. what I went looking for. And this is kind, this is that. And I also really went looking forward to see any fix where after our conversation on our last episode about the fact that we wish like OA and the rest of like the FBI crew were doing this investigation because like OA and Haley had spent time together and like OA could have been like, Haley, like, tell me the truth. Like what the fuck is going on? I went looking for like an OA and Haley kind of like friendship, whatever, and I found this fic. It's called Your Heartbeat on the High Line, Once in 20 Lifetimes. And it kind of is what I wanted. It's like a Haley and Jay falling in love or starting to fall in love and kind of being long distance, you know, while Haley's in New York with FBI. And again, very well written. One of the things that I love about this one, though, is obviously because Haley's in New York and Jay's in Chicago. There's a lot of like texting and, you know, um, phone calls and whatever. But the thing that I love about this, and I'm not seeing any other writer done, I didn't realize. I guess you could do this is like when a text message comes, like when it's like Haley texting Jay, instead of it being written out, it's like written out in the actual blue bubble. So like, it's almost like you're looking at the picture of like the text as it would have come in. It's very well done. Oh, cool. Um, It's very cool. Like I said, I don't know if that person just like made it on some website and then like inserted the picture in, in the right spot. I don't know, but it looks really well done. And it's like, it just flows so much better because you're like, oh yeah, I'm reading this as like, it's an actual text message. Like I can obviously make it up in my head what it looks like on the phone, you know, from reading it written out, but it's not the same. And it's just, it's very well done. And I 
can't wait to finish reading it because it's really good. That's so cool. So. I wonder if there's like a website that you can just like type stuff in and it works that way. I'm sure there is. And that's what I'm saying. But I've never seen any other fic writer do it. So I wouldn't have even thought about it. But like it it just looks super cool um, yeah. with like the blue bubbles and like the white bubbles like inserted into the fic. It just it's really well done. Um, but yeah, it's really good. So I'm enjoying so. it so far. So that's the last of our picks. And now we're getting into some listener recommendations. And when I say some, oh my God, you guys, can I just tell you how awesome it was, how we put the call out for fanfics and you guys were so quick to hype each other up and be like, this person's fanfics are amazing. That person's fanfics are amazing. You guys hyped each other up so much. It was so awesome to see it. Like, I don't even know how else to describe it. It was so We haven't even had, I mean, we obviously get interaction every week, but I feel like this is the most interaction we've had for an episode specifically in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and some of you sent us your own stuff and you were like, oh, I hope this is okay. Of course it's okay. Hell yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's okay. Toot that horn. Send us everything. We love this shit. Um, Hell yeah. Hell Yeah. We're all friends here. We all hype each other up. You know, we got this. So yeah. First listener recommendation we got. This is from Logan. This is La- this is Logan from Ladies Night at Molly's. Um, she sent us a bunch of good ones. Okay. So the first one she sent us is one called Confessions of a Victim by multi underscore it's A-N-G-X-L-S. Okay. Abby, the one we were talking oh, about. Oh, it's Abby. It's Abby. Sorry. Okay. So this one's yeah. by Abby, Confessions of a Victim. I read the first part of this. I will be finishing this. This is a juicy one. Okay. So it's here's so good. Here's what I love about this one is that it intertwined. There's multiple stories going on. Okay. Multiple shows, multiple stories. So Harrison has moved back to Chicago. He's getting engaged, whatever. He finds Sylvie. He's like, hey, this is where my life's at, blah, blah, blah. He turns up dead. Bum, bum, bum. Yep. And Kim is the one investigating it. Yeah, this it's one like could- Berzik and Bretzi. It's it's so good. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet either, but it's really good. It's really good. And it comes up multiple times in our recommendations, multiple times. I will be finishing it. It's juicy. Yeah, she's not done with it yet, but she's like really close and it's it's it gets juicier every it's so good. It's juicy. It's so good. Take us to the next um, one. So the next one she says is Underneath the Tree by Cater Tots is one I reread quite a bit. Um, again, I know it's another Bretzy one. I've like skimmed it. I haven't had a chance to really like read it, but I will go back and read it, obviously. Yeah, I haven't had the chance to check it out, but if it's Christmas, I'm in. Yeah. In, in. Um, the next one she's got is a popular one. Sprucing Up Chicago comes up again. Uh, and th- I think the way she describes it is perfect. In all caps, she said pure fluff. Mm-hmm. it is pure fluff it is accurate it's perfect um the next one is d she says d for d for delivery by sand eight six eight oh two which is our patron i'm always i'm gonna be so bad helen helen oh is it helene helene okay mm-hmm. yeah helene um i'm terrible names i really am sometimes um for the sylvie and danger vibes helene's work comes up a lot she's i've read this one i've read i think most of her stuff it's really good She'll There's like a couple Sylvian danger ones that come up that are actually really good. Yeah. Yep. 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 For sure. Okay. So next up on the list is with a little help from my friends. This is by Phoenix AD for the silver eyed friendship. There is, a, there are a lot of you fire fans who really, really want that silver eyed friendship. 
so this kind of fills in that white space for you, but I, I love it. I, I, I love, I love anything where you're just like, I want more of this pair. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely another writer who I read pretty much everything mm-hmm. she's written. It's really good. Um, and the last up is an author I recommended, Happy 45, um, another series which I've also read um, and did enjoy too. This is the Whirlwind series because for future breastfeed babies. Yeah, a lot of so. babies. I came across a lot of them where, where our favorite ships were having babies. Yeah. Cool. One day. Well, so. You never know with this writer stuff. Yeah, I said it. Mm. I said it. Yeah. Don't at me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Abby sent us a bunch of recommendations. Abby, the same one who sent us the fix. Okay. Who so wrote the, the fix. Yeah. Who wrote the fix. You mean okay. who wrote the fix. Yes. 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 Okay. So the first one up from Abby is called San Diego Song. And this is by fighter Kim Burgess. Admittedly, I have not gotten to check this one, but does it have something to do with Roman because of San Diego? Yes, it's the idea that, so I didn't read it either yet, um, but I clicked on it and I read, I like skimmed the first chapter. So basically it's the idea that when like Roman asked Kim to come with him to San Diego, she decides that like, oh, you know, I'll try it for like six weeks, you know, see if it'll work, whatever, it's fine. But then, you know, it ends up not being that great. Like it, the rest of the description reads like with her belief that her professional reputation is in tatters and she'll never recover from being a badge bunny. Kim decides to come back to Chicago to sell her stuff and work out her notice before leaving. But when she tells her boss, like some people don't want her to leave the windy city. So it's like, I guess it's obviously a little bit of Kim and Roman in the beginning, but then obviously becomes Berzik by the end of it. Um, but I haven't gotten a chance to finish reading it, but I like, a lot of fighter Kim Burgess's story. So I will probably check this one out too. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, yeah. So uh, then go ahead. I was gonna say the next one is one I've started reading. And I haven't finished it yet. Um, it's called, I, I had never heard of it before. A, a few other people recommended this one too. It's called haunted and it's by Annie Sardors. I don't know if I said that right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically this idea where Haley and Jay as like kids and like as teenagers and young adults were in love and you know, whatever, but then like now, or it starts out the first chapter of the fake is set in May, 2017, which would have lined up with like the first time we meet Haley in Canon in real life. So like end of season four. Um, but at that point they're not talking. They, they occasionally run into each other, but like they don't talk really and so it starts off and they at first don't talk on the crime scene and then they end up doing and Haley's like you know what like Voight offered me a job I I, and Jay's like well are you gonna take it and she doesn't answer him but then we find out that she does but then it flashes back so the next chapter and like all the chapters that I've read up into this point are like how Jay and Haley like got together you know as like younger people and like obviously I guess it's gonna end with like how they got you know like how they got to the point where they were like done for good and then you know I'm sure it'll end with them together but I haven't finished reading it yet but a lot of people recommend a couple people recommended this one and I've enjoyed it so far nice 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 yeah next up is lost in your current this is another one from Logan uh it's an AU uh Abby said it's one of her favorites it is okay admittedly have not gotten to check this one out Brenna what's it about um, so basically it's the idea it's like four parts so it's really it's 
I mean, for Logan, it's long because Logan makes everything long and great, but like, it's not that long. Um, But it's basically the idea that like in the beginning, like Gabby and Matt are together and Antonio and Sylvia are together and Gabby and Antonio are actors. Matt is a bodyguard and Sylvie is like an up and coming like singer or whatever. And so Gabby thinks that she and Matt can't work together because, you know, they're also in a relationship. So she's like, I know, like, I can't work with you, whatever. But like, I know Antonio's girlfriend is looking for another, like, you know, security team leader, whatever. And so she introduces Matt to Sylvie and Matt starts working for her. And, but while they're, you know, as they're working together, as Matt's working for Sylvie, you know, Matt and Gabby break up, Sylvie and Antonio break up or whatever. So then it's just Matt and Sylvie. And basically by the end of it, obviously they've fallen in love with each other, obviously. But yeah, definitely totally AU, but also really good. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, The next one is called Heavy is the Head by Mags Wright. Um, Hold on a second. I... Um, I think a couple of people have also recommended this one. It's supposedly a like multi-chapter, kind of like an AU season 10 of Chicago Fire. I haven't read it yet, but I know a couple other people mentioned it too. So it must be good. Okay. I'm in. So yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds good. Um, next up is a med one. Okay. Did you notice this on, on, on AO3? Okay. So when you click by fandoms, you can obviously go down to the letter C and you're like, okay, Chicago fire, Chicago PD, whatever. There is no Chicago med, but there is one for Chicago justice. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. What the hell? I didn't read it though, but I did. Like, it makes me think of that SNL skit when Keenan Thompson's like, what's up with that? What's up with that? Like, yeah. kind of weird interesting um, but did you see who this one is about yes okay so this is this is a med one it's this is the tiny love au series by crockett marcel this is something we called back in my day we called this a slash fic i don't know if slash fic is yeah. still a thing but um a slash fic is basically when you have a same-sex couple i i that's what it meant in the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know if that's what it still means, but um, this is a slash fic between Sarah Reese and Ava Becker, and it's an AU. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm sure it's great, but like, I can't, that's not a comparing. I can't wrap my head around and I, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Um, it, 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 I'm reading, I'm, I'm scrolling through now. And, and honestly, when you, when you call it tiny love, it makes me think of the Bonnie Bear song, which is, uh, skinny love. Um, and that's like a really fast way to sucker me in is like making it a song title. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out, especially since there's not a lot of med out there. I was so surprised. There's really not a lot of med fix out there. Uh, no, I yeah. trust me. I went looking for some like Marcel related ones too. And I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. You know, I went searching for my boo. Will. Uh, obviously of course you did yeah got a couple oh my god yeah so let me get back to where we were oh there's another one that abby recommends heat wave by helene um again another bretzy one i've read really good um again lots of bretzy recommendations if you're definitely a bretzy fan there's definitely lots of things for you to check out in this episode mm-hmm 
And then last up from Abby, we, we have one called Iris. This is by Kim Ruzik. Okay, again, a really, really quick way to sucker me into your fic is to title it after a song, especially a song that I know, okay? I, I will die on this hill when I say that Iris is the best song of the 90s. I will die on this hill. I fucking love that song. Um, it's a good song. Google Dolls, like, oh, oh, it's beautiful. It's so sweet. It's a Berzik fic. Um, I had started it. I wasn't able to finish it, but like, you bet your ass I'm going to finish it. It's titled after like one of my favorite songs of all time. It's like, yes, yes. So um, that's a really quick way to sucker me into your fix. And it doesn't necessarily have to be angst. Just title it after a song that I love. You're good. So yeah, that's Abby. Um, next up, we've got Lexi, who's a patron of ours. And she actually recommended one that she wrote. It's called All I Want for Christmas is You, Sylvie Bread. And it's basically just a fluffy, bretzy Christmas. Um, takes place like almost a year or a little over a year later after 902. Um, so I I haven't read it yet. I have to go back and read it now that I'm, it's like now this December, I'm like, okay, I can read all the Christmas ones now, like Christmas books, Christmas fan picks, like I can handle it now. Um, so I haven't read it yet, but um, this is definitely an example. She was like, can I promote my own? And I was like, we were like, yes, please. Yes, Give us absolutely. all the rights. Absolutely. So yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. And the Christmas ones I, I'm excited to tackle, especially now that it's that time of year. So that'll yeah. be fun. Megan R sent us some good ones. The first one up, she sent us one from Logan. This is called one single thread of gold. And she put in parentheses, introspection fic plus T Swift equals chef's kiss. And I mean, that's so on brand for Logan. So on brand. Uh, it's so good too. Yeah. G- give us a little synopsis about what, what's in that one. I mean, I think Megan summed it up perfectly. It's basically, um, this was set after, I'm trying to think which album. Oh, Folklore. Um, and so basically it's like each track has like a fic, like a section of the fic that goes with it. And it's like mm-hmm. in chronological. And obviously it's about Bretzi. So it's like part character introspection, but also um, like set in season eight, because I think it was in 2020, but like still very it's like basically songs with emotions and character it's just it's really good it's it's it's, again logan can't write bad fics logan can't write bad fics dude t swift popped up in my my spotify rap is like my third most popular artist and some of my friends called me out on it they were like you don't like her i was like i know but i had to do the thread and like i had to kind of like acclimate myself with the album like so sue me Um, blame it on the thread it's fine i'm coming around i'm coming around okay yeah, I'm coming around. And once I come around on T-Swift, then we can work on Adele, but don't hold your breath. Yeah. Oh, man. Wait. Rewind. Because we even talked. So, wait. You haven't listened to any new Adele yet? I don't like Adele. I'm about to, like, end this episode. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Gina. I don't really like her. Oh my god but the new album is so good i drink wine is like my jam i listen to it like probably once a day it's so good like like this is this is how i feel now granted some of her stuff is really good and like there was that video that crossed the internet a couple weeks ago of like that show she did where like her old english teacher was there and she like cried i loved it but she always holds her out herself out to be like this like wise old grandmother and i'm like woman you're 30 like stop it I don't know. I don't. I 
I've never been big on her. And so I, I'm in the phase of her new album now where like she comes on the radio and I'm like, ah, make it stop. Um, I'll come around one day. I don't know. I can't guarantee it. Fucking blasphemy. I swear. <laughs> um, yeah, she's not my favorite, but like I, I will, she's an incredible singer. I mean, I, I will definitely admit that but like it was literally like the day that album came out it was like 6 a.m and I was like oh nope time well I'm getting ready time to listen to Adele like it's and then I think I proceeded to listen to I Drink Wine which is my favorite on that album like 20 times a day and I probably listened to it once a day I it, I love that song she annoys me a little bit but I will say the SNL skit when they're all singing hello is pretty hilarious and like when you do listen to that song by itself you're just like, damn she's incredible but she is um but she just doesn't do it for me. Don't throw tomatoes at me, please. Gina, Gina, Gina. I know. Mm. Okay, where were we? Because I, okay. Megan. Okay, so Megan also had Who Will Remember Us by Happy 45. Again, Ems is another great Bretzy writer. So basically we'll recommend anything that she writes. So I agree with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one was Who? I think I, I, think I touched on this one. I'm trying to see... Trying to remember which it's one like this an was. alternate, like Bretzy early season eight fic. Okay, when when the archive warning has major character death, I proceed with caution, and I'm like, oh fuck. Um, that was one of the ones I found when I went looking for Burgstead. Oh my god, the first one when you go looking for Burgess and Jay is one where Jay dies in Kim's arms. What? <laughs> That's Whoa. wild. Whoa. Yeah. Wild. So that's that one. The next one is by Katie049. This is Grounded in Love. This is a nice one as another, well. Um, another good Katie one. Yeah, another good Katie one. It's a Bretzy pick. It's a slow burn. It's a season nine AU. So, yep. Love those AUs. So um, that's a nice one as well. Um, then we have another M's one, Family Portraits. Um, it's another long one that's like not done. And I don't know if it'll ever be done it's just like kind of like one shots whenever she feels like and it's basically like brett and casey's life and like their family through like a different you know series of like love and family like one shots or whatever but they're not necessarily any order so like you know chapter one may be about you know them being married and having already been married for like 30 years but then chapter two may be like before they ever got together you know like it's like they're kind of just the way she wants to write them or whatever but like if you read them all there's obviously callbacks to different ones and whatever very well done um but yeah that's a good one too hmm. okay uh let's see the next one is a logan story this is called the golden age that's a nice one um logan man she just cranks them out i'm so impressed it's the sequel the sequel the golden age is the sequel of one shots or whatever that follows the 82 chapter one so you read the 82 chapter one first and then you read golden age nice so. nice very nice uh yeah and then go ahead um and then lastly megan promoted hers as well megan writes under the name on ao3 of C-H-V-C-O-G-S. I guess it's like Chicago's or I don't know how you say that, but Megan does some good ones too. Megan like has taken things that we've said on the pod and turned them into um, 
one shots too which i also love what was the one that she just did about the fact of what we talked about on our patron it was adam teaching michaela how to make a cocktail and kim being like oh yeah because like like when kim finds like can't find a sitter she brings michaela to molly's and yeah yeah, it's and that was something we had talked about like on our patron chat a few weeks ago and then megan's like well i'm gonna run with that and i'm just like i love it like not even 24 hours later she was like surprise and we're like damn yeah it was like the next morning she was like here you go and i was like wait what (laughs) love it yeah love it yeah so So we got one from jean jean is also a patron um she recommended sprucing up chicago which we talked about earlier amazing pure fluff Yep. yep 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 um then we got some recommendations from helene um, and we've talked about all of these already, but um, she recommended Good, Right, and Real, which is the 82 chapter one by Logan. She said that's her all-time fave. Um, Dive Into You, which is the other one I talked about um, from Logan about the white space for 916. Um, Sprucing Up Chicago, and then Confessions of a Victim, which is the like PD fire mashup from Abby, the Bretzy, Berzik, Harrison, dead one um so yeah harrison dead one (laughs) harrison dead one nice yeah really good so then we get into some recommendations from sleepwalker 1313 and there's a new logan one right here a lot of these are ones we've already talked about but this one from logan cruel sometimes uh haven't gotten to read this one but it sounds good again all logan ones are really good Mm -hmm. yeah um and then she's got the Confessions of the Victim by Abby. Again, very, some of these are like very repetitive. So if you haven't read those yet, then you definitely obviously need to. You probably out want to. Highly recommended. Yeah. yeah, you probably want to. Um, Sprucing Up Chicago is is the next one. Again, it keeps coming up. You probably should read it. Yeah. Um, and then some more that have come up. She said a few faves that bring the heat. Heat Wave by Helene definitely uh yeah i i'd say it definitely brings the heat that is a great way to put it uh she's also literally and figuratively (laughs) golden age by logan that's on there as well yep e for ecstasy by helene um and then she said one more fave that has it all angst danger comfort bluff all which is i'll always find you by helene also a little bit of everything i did read this one and this one does indeed have a little bit of everything um it's a bretzy it's got it's got my angst so i love that um but there is there's fluff as well basically like kim or not kim sylvie gets kidnapped and then it's like you know matt's all like holy crap where is she and then sylvie's like ah help me and then you know matt finds her and it's it's good it's good yeah 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 um then we had joanna and joanna sent us actually one of her own it's about jay and his dad we don't get to see many of these and i love writing about them it's called the disastrous appointment i gotta be in the right feels for that one and i I haven't come across that yet but oh i love you some jay angst also it's on fanfiction.net and we didn't really talk about this but i don't i used to obviously like especially in the glee days spend all my time on Mm fanfiction.net but i don't ever really search there that much anymore i always typically go ao3 yeah same i I, i'm surprised that fanfiction.net is still a thing um yeah 
but it's good. I mean, I guess I need to check out and see. I, I know a lot of people cross post. So I, that's also, I think, why I don't check it out as much. Because I know a lot of times it's the same stuff I can find on AOF3. But maybe I need to check out fanfiction.net more. Because I may be missing some works, apparently. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So then Sid sent a bunch over. And she she went kind of, or they, they kind of went by artist, right? So uh any work by logan yep absolutely any work by happy 45 but family portraits is my favorite yes um heavy is the head by mags writes incomplete but so good each chapter reads like an actual chicago fire episode okay like said someone else recommended that earlier so yeah definitely Mm -hmm. that one pops up a couple times too um anything by phoenix ad yes that's a good one but i know the heart of life is good by headphones baby okay this one we got to talk about this okay so first off it comes up multiple times second it's a john mayer song like just grip me by the heart like pull me in yeah um we we know from some things that like john mayer as a boyfriend and as a person probably not the best person in the world but like his music oh my god his music I love the song, but also I started reading this one and it kind of like broke my heart. So uh, did you get to check this one out at all? Yeah, I read Headphones Babies, another, like I read all of them. So yes, just I like, okay. One. So, so Sylvie, Sylvie basically married Granger, but like six months into their marriage, he died. And so she has a baby. She has Granger's baby basically, but like Casey's there to raise him with her. Like just yeah life in the heart twist it like it's still um being written there's still a couple chapters to go i think she updates this one every um, she they i don't I'm, I'm terrible especially when there's no like clear names but um they update every friday so the next chapter will come out on friday but yeah this is a really good one really good yeah um and then there was one more it says all that i'm gaining is you this is also from sid um all that i'm gaining is all that you've lost by skittlebox i did not read this one because it is not silver eyed fanfic this or friendship fic this is silver eyed like silver eyed silver eyed like romantic yes and i read the description and i was like i can't read this i'm not ready yet I'm not ready yet. And so it says, this is the summary. It says, it starts like this. Matt moves to Oregon to foster the Darden boys and Sylvie is fine. Then Stella is offered a permanent po- position in Boston. She can't refuse. And of course, Kelly is supportive. It ends like this. There are two pink lines on the stick. Kelly <gasps> and Sylvie are left in Chicago and to try and pick up the pieces. And I like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh, snap. I couldn't do it. Okay, I got to check that one out. You guys, you sent us so many fics and we love it and we are so thankful. But I mean, there's two of us. We couldn't get to all of them. But oh man, am I going to check that one out? I, and the thing is that author, so it's written by Skittlebox. They've written some other Bretzy ones that I've read and really enjoyed, but I'm not ready for Silver Eyed yet. <laughs> Romantically, at least. I'm not okay. ready. I, I don't know if I can do that yet. Not even as like a crack ship? Mm, I maybe not it's still a little too close like not yet not yet especially not not yet not yet we're just (laughs) leave it at that not yet so then Allie sent us some good ones a lot of these are ones we've already talked about but the first one she sent us is missing moments by chicago girl 2 
Um, let me open this one. I, I honestly did not get, get to check this out. But it's an Upstead one. I haven't got a chance to read it, but I know it's Upstead. All things Upstead throughout season seven, both what actually happened in the show and what I wish happened. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. Like it a lot. Love a good Upstead angsty fic. Um, then she also recommended the one I recommended, the Upstead one, Your Heart Beat on the Line from If to When, When Haley's in New York really good one so like i said i haven't finished that one yet but it's really good um uh, yeah go ahead go ahead well i she had another one which is another upset one maybe it was fate by i'm just writing um and it's i haven't read this one yet either but it's apparently like her version of season five and on so upset though but i will nice. take that family portraits by happy 45 that one's up again mm-hmm and then another one which she wrote is Three Years and One Lifetime. Um, and it looks like I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, but it's uh, in a future fic where Haley disappears from Chicago. And then Jay apparently makes some kind of like shocking discovery or whatever. So, um, but yeah. Man. Um, Gwen sent us Heat Wave once again by Helene. Helene, what did you write? it's it yeah perfect and hot that's yeah is it smutty like I haven't I haven't I it keeps coming up yeah yeah like 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 oh not watching elite with your parents smutty it's definitely smutty it's basically the idea of like oh no the heat or the air conditioning's broken you know like the air conditioning's broken let's have sex (laughs) <laughs> yeah basically nice helene oh i like the first line of this the first line is holy shit it's hot i'm in that's what i'm saying it's it's hot <laughs> it's literally and metaphorically hot yeah that's what i said yeah nice. um so erica has some recommendations to cruel sometimes by logan again that one's come up a couple times um another one that logan wrote is called bride wars um which is really funny um it's basically this idea it's i mean it's bretzy with like a side of stellaride so it has to do with this like i think it's like a reality show competition or whatever that they end up having to get or they end up entering stella into obviously like a battle of the brides competition show like and every week one couple walks away with like money to put towards their wedding and like a all paid like honeymoon um and so then like matt and sylvie though like they have to pick like so it'd be like stella and severide competing but then they get to pick like friends you know like you go as like a team of four so you basically like pick your friends to like compete with you um and so they obviously pick matt and sylvie it's just like it's a really fun little like one shot um but yeah nice very nice um and then she has another one it says crispy realization by far far away girl um it's a bretzy i don't yeah it's another bretzy one um i think i've probably read this one i'm they all start to blend together i'm like wait a second which one is this one um i read far far away girl i've definitely read her bretzy fic but she also writes really good chenford fan fiction and i feel like that's where i know that more less than her bretzy one but she also writes really good chenford okay so so the the summary on this one it's like an excerpt from the dialogue so it's just a lot to take in matt casey gabby dawson peter mills kyle sheffield and her traitor's heart the possibilities for this to end up as a dumpster fire are limitless 
All right. Yeah. All right. Like I said, I've probably, I definitely probably read this one, but I just, my brain, they all start to run together at some point. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And then Shell Bell sent us a couple. She sent us one called The Ring by Who Knows Why 99. Yeah. They're all Stellaride ones. Yes. I love me some Stellaride. Kelly needs to do uh, some shopping. Wait, this is a fluff. Is it a one shot about Kelly getting the ring? Yeah, I think so. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I'm in. Beautiful. Um, And then there's another one called Two Days in Boston, which I'm pretty sure is, I haven't gotten her chance to read this one, but like him surprising her in Boston, um, which is again, adorable. Nice. There's The Lost, The Fallen by Life's Handful. That sounds like a title that's right up my alley. Um, let's see. Oh, it's got Leslie Shea and the characters. Kelly. Oh, Kelly remembers Shea and let Stella in. Oh, my heart. My heart. Yeah. And the very first line, May 13th never got any easier. The day was always filled with a crushing sadness. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is after the 22 minutes, which is basically like what happens after the 22 minutes squad is stuck underwater. I read this one. Yeah. And Sam's got insomnia is basically what happens. And, and, and yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah um let's see what else we got so then we get into joan joan sent us some good ones mm-hmm. as well she sent us heavy as the head okay we know that one um go ahead and it says i don't have a choice um i'd still choose you by far far away girl uh, and then says also in basically everything she writes like i said i agree i've read most of hers but i definitely literally like her tenford fanfic too mm-hmm Friends Forever by Phoenix AD, because if the show won't give us a Mills cameo, at least fanfic, fanfic writers will. Thank God that Mills still exists in fan fiction. Yeah, this one's good. Oh my God. We need to write the Mills return, don't we? We just need to write it. Well, this is basically what this is. So it's the idea that like, you know, after kind of like in the early season nine stuff, when like, um, Gabby or not not Gabby Jesus Christ because I, I just saw the name Gabby and I was like wait what um when Sylvie is kind of you know Sylvie and Matt aren't talking and you know they're kind of in their whatever that break thing is or whatever mm-hmm. but Matt still cares about Sylvie and knows that she's like down in the dumps or whatever not really feeling it so he actually arranges for Mills to come back and visit and try to like cheer her up um it's really cute hmm I miss Mills. I do too. I'm also kind of bummed for him that Ordinary Joe is likely to get canceled. Like, I just want to see Charlie Brown I do well. I stopped watching it. I mean, like, it was fine. I, I I probably watched, I think, like, four or five. I just I haven't gotten a chance to keep watching it. Um, I mean, I thought the pilot was really good, but, like, I needed the point. Like, why are we looking at three different timelines at once? What's our goal here? What are we doing? Um, and then the interviews that came out after the pilot, they were like, there's really no point. I was like, okay. Like- I was going to say, at least in what I had watched, there was no, I mean, the idea is that like, you know, on the graduation day, he had the different three different options, right? Like mm-hmm. depending on which option he took is how it's affected his life. So I guess that's the point is that like, obviously the option, the choices you make have consequences and you know, they'll affect your life in different ways and your life will be different because of those choices. So I guess that's the point, but there was no other like greater point, at least in what I had watched. Yeah. That was a bummer, but, but yeah, Charlie Barnett, a um, little Netflix star. 
Yeah. Like I said, I may go back and finish it, but it didn't keep my, like, I haven't probably, I've probably missed like four or five. I don't even remember. I've definitely missed a couple episodes. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also had another shot of whiskey by Skittlebox. Um, and then Joan also said, and a few that are probably going to be mentioned a hundred times, but are still worth mentioning. <laughs> um, anything by happy 45 honestly but this one's underrated one of my faves this is the one i recommended the beauty of the world the australia one mm-hmm. um the good right and real by logan which they need you chapter one um hopelessly devoted to you by abby and then sprucing up chicago by katie yes i mean yes obviously yeah. all of those yeah Okay, so Elizabeth W. sent us a bunch, and oh my goodness. Okay, this first one she sent us, what a heartbreaker. Okay, so this is called Breathe Again by DC Book Fanatic. Oh my goodness, this was just like knife to the heart. Okay, so this is an, it's sort of an AU, okay? So we go back to the episode when Jane Haley kissed for the first time. I can't remember the episode number, but it's like nine something. I don't know, but- Jay basically lets Haley get away. Like she stays for him, but like he doesn't act on it. He doesn't go in for the kiss. He doesn't do anything. So when they're leaving, she has to get a warrant signed. And it's by some judge who's like new and he's young or whatever. He asks Haley out. And this one, it goes through Haley's life together. It goes through Haley's life from Jay's point of view. And Jay never marries. Jay never has kids. He just watches Haley go on with her life and just watches as like, she's the one who gets away. Oh my God. It's a a heartbreaker. And then like at the end, like Jay's like 85 years old and it's just, oh, it it hurts. It hurts good. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's really emotional. And then like, because they're they're like he's 85 at the end right so then it's like he's there for all the milestones he's there for their wedding he's there for Haley having kids and all that stuff oh my god oh it's brutal it's brutal it is such a knife to the heart oh my god but it's really good yeah it's an absolute heartbreaker it's good though Oh man yeah um and then she recommended a bunch of other upset ones which is amazing because again even though there's like comparatively i feel like there's still not a ton of upset even though there's more upset than other characters and ships and pd and other Mm -hmm. shows but like still not enough upset um i haven't gotten a chance to check out any of these but there's another one by fighter kim burgess called lover Mm -hmm. so clearly i've we i just feel like i've just stumbled on fighter kim burgess but i feel like i need to go back and like check out the whole um you know collection um because clearly there's some good ones um but then there's one, I don't know even know how to pronounce the title because I, it's, in, it's Greek in Greek and I can't, um, but it's by Halestead. And basically the little synopsis is that Haley teaches Jay something in Greek, except it's not the first time he's heard her, heard her say it to him. I'm I read this one. Probably, I was going to say, is it I love you? Is that what that is? It is I love you. It's so cute. So like most of the time when they're together, she'll curse at him in Greek and like she'll call him an asshole and stuff like that. And then like one time she lets it slip in Greek um, and she plays it off and she's like, whatever, like you're being annoying. That's what I told you. It's nothing. Um, and then like later on, they start flirting and they start kind of like, you know, they're, they're kind of in that phase where they're just like, I like you. I like you too. And she says it again. Only Jay is like, I know that you just cursed at me. And he's like, no, she's like, absolutely. No, I didn't. I told you I loved you like a long time ago. Um, it's good. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. It's really cute. Um, 
And then she had finally found happiness by Upstead Heart, and then also someone to stay by I'm just writing. There's also extenuating circumstances by anything like I write. Oh yeah, I skipped over that one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I you. love me some Upstead. Love it. Oh yeah. man, yeah. That the 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 one where they grow old like just hurts. Oh, you got to read it. It's I, like I, it's nice I will, but not right now. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, it's a heartbreaker. I'm not ready for that. Not. So then um, Daniel next- G sent us some. Yeah, go ahead. No, uh, yeah. So Cruel Sometimes by Logan. And then she had a little note. Honestly, anything by Logan is absolutely amazing, but I'm sure this is already on your list. Yes, it is. It it's popped up multiple times. Again, Confessions of a Victim by Abby. Again, another author that anything you read by them will be amazing. Um, all the prompts on t- Tumblr are great too. Mm-hmm. I think I've read some of them, but um then she has Call Me That, Your Dad by Abby, which I hadn't read this one by Abby yet, but I did after this um, Danielle Sinnott. So cute. Oh, my God. Oh, Adam and It's Michaela. basically like Michaela wants Adam to, like, there's like a father-daughter dance at school, like at a, whatever, and like Michaela wants Adam to go with her. And like, it's just like Adam and Michaela having this talk about like, is he going to, like, is she going to call him dad, you know, and, you know, what, and she's like, it's really cute. It's, it's really cute. That is cute. Um, yeah. Um, it says, I don't have a choice. I'd still choose you by Far, Far Away Girl, which has come up a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, a really well done alternate getting together fic written before season nine. Um, Whirlwind by M's. And then again, another cute Bretzy fic, kid fic. That one's come up a couple times. Another shot of whiskey by Skittlebox has come up, um, which is Drunk Brett. Um, there's also like a drunk Casey chapter two, but um, another good one. Love it. Uh, they assume you know nothing by Fighter Kim Burgess, which is a Burzik season three fix it. <laughs> a fix it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's Helene's like Tumblr prompt alphabet series, um, which is like Bretzy. You know, obviously there's like a prompt for each letter of the alphabet. Um, super cute. Um, then Second Chance by Fighter Converges, which is a pure Burzik fluffy kid fic. Yeah. And then there's this one, which I haven't read yet. And again, I don't know if I can wrap my head around it, but it's like Matters of the Heart by Coincidence Connection, which is a Sarah Reese and Connor Rhodes postseason one AU fic. So well done. And then it says they also have Kim and Jay fic. That is amazing as well. I oh yeah okay so so there 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 are a lot of med fans out there who wanted to see Sarah and Connor together yes I, I know that I, I'm not in that camp I but, can't wrap my head around it yeah but I'm also, not in that camp but I'm always willing to give a crack ship a chance but Sarah and Connor I just never really saw it yeah I mean like I said I ship whoever you want to ship like write whatever fic you want to write like <laughs> read whatever you want to read that's fine this is not my cup of tea like i said i'm not into the sarah connor but to each their own <laughs> yeah so yeah so then we get into is it tanya i think it's tanya that's okay. how i would say yeah yeah and if i if i said it wrong i'm so sorry please correct me on the pronunciation okay so first one is haunted by annie sardors that one has come up um the second one is Haley and Jay by Chicago Girl 2. Okay. Um, haven't had the chance to check that one out, but I love a good Haley and Jay. Mm-hmm. So that's good. There's Maybe It Was Fate by I'm Just Writing. 
cool and still breathing by just my partner. That's a title that sounds like it's completely on brand for me. I'm going to click this and see what it is. Uh, it's another okay. upset one. I know. Yes, I love upset. Oh yeah. It's angsty and wumpy. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll be checking back on that one. Cool. Go ahead and take us through Haley G. And then last up, we've got Haley G. And of course, Haley is a big, is one of our patrons. And we know she's a big Berzik stand. So of course she came in the clutch with like all these Berzik wrecks. Um, so she said, I actually want to set up my favorite fanfic author. Her name is Sarah, but she goes by Sarah BR4 on fanfiction.net. She's a really incredible writer and has great understanding of the characters and really nails everyone's voices, especially Antonio's. Her ideals for AU stories are super creative and she has a little something for everyone in each of her stories. I actually got connected with her on social media through one of her stories and she's become a really good, I wonder if that means friend. It says idea, but I wonder if that means friend. (laughs) Um, She's very collaborative and loves hearing ideas for her next chapter. Your personal story ideas or requests for one shot. She also writes for Fire, Outlander, and Arrow if you're looking for more than just Berzik. Um... Yeah, and she said she picked some of her favorites for the episode that we could talk about, um, which one of them is called The Bond. Kim is apparently a divorced single mom with a son who is escaping an abusive husband. She meets Adam through work, and he forms a relationship with the boy and then obviously falls in love with Kim through The Bond. Ooh. Um, Then there's another one, which is Heart of Joy. Adam is a widowed father to a little girl who meets Kim on the job and she's the first woman he's falling in love with his wife died Kim forms a bond with his daughter and that's how he starts to fall in love with her all of intelligence is in this one except for Haley but you get the best Uncle Jay and Uncle Kevin interactions oh that's cute yeah and then she said father and sons takes place in 605 when disco bob is shot in the nightclub when adam was undercover he doesn't make it and kim is the person he turns to to help him get through it fair warning it's very long but incredibly worth it Ooh, that sounds like you it does sound like me um i was here i'm gonna be selfish for a moment because i asked her for this one haha but i wanted a one shot about 713 but instead of kim losing the baby adam runs in and saves them both this is what she came up with oh i'm not ready for that one yeah um and then hell or Haley sent some of her other favorite ones by other writers um something's gone terribly wrong which is a season two bursic fic adam goes missing and that's how the youths and it finds out they're dating um, apparently great Kim and Alinsky interactions and some Kim and Disco Bob too. Ooh. Um, where we belong picks up minutes after 713. Only Kim never lost the baby, the baby storyline we deserved. A little cheesy, but sometimes cheesy became good. Dadum on fleek. <laughs> Dadum on fleek. <laughs> And then the last one she recommended is called Unexpected. It's an oldie but goodie and one of her all-time faves. Takes place in season four. Adam comes back from being undercover, goes to see Kim as soon as he's back. They sleep together. She ends up pregnant. Then all hell breaks loose. Also a better baby storyline than what we've been given one day, I guess. Haha, I love Adam in this one. Love it. Love it. Dude, literally anything is a baby's better baby storyline than what we've got in recent years. True. Yeah. through that yeah so wow uh, yeah that's a wow you guys came through like big time yeah for sure um 
this has been really fun. Obviously, we can't read them all that fast. Like, mm-hmm. we just, we can't. Um, so I'm really excited to finish reading some of the ones I've started and, you know, read some of these other ones because I'm always looking for good fit Gregs. Yeah, 100%. My, yeah. Uh, my tabs right now on my Chrome browser, it's like all fanfiction.net. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, I've kind of started compiling a more comprehensive list of, Mm -hmm. you know, like a, obviously there's been a lot of overlap. So I didn't, our outline is kind of messy with all the overlap or whatever, but um, just like a more comprehensive list and like it's sectioned off. So like Bretzy, you know, Celeride, Upstead, Burzik, and then kind of just like some other ones. Um, So I will post that on with the clickable links too, so that you can just automatically go find them. Um, So I'll post that. Well, it's already out now because it's Friday, but I will have it posted on Friday. So yeah, for for everyone, not just patrons, for everyone to read because share the love, share the love. So (laughs) yeah, this was fun. I'm glad we did another one of these. Same, same, always fun. You guys keep writing, keep writing. This is a blast. Uh, yeah you keep writing we'll keep reading yes so. yes amen and when we say write that fic if you write that fic please let us know please please yes yeah. we we would love to read them mm-hmm. absolutely so and even if it's not one that like we told you to write like still if you think it's really if you want to send it to us please send it to us like we'll always chances are we may have already read it but like we'll read it anyway so yeah definitely just times. keep sending in your fix so yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So that's about all we've got for this week, y'all. Uh, yeah. feels good to be back in the saddle. Two weeks of no recording and we're just like, oh my God, what do we do again? So yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Meet us at Molly's right across the board. Email us anytime about anything. Meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. Seriously, anything. Uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV. Bryna. I am at Brina K13. So normal schedule going forward. And by normal schedule, I mean mid-season finales next week. Fingers crossed that it's like not horrible and stressful. Um, mid-season finales. Then the week of the 15th, Emily Longretta is coming back. And Emily from Us Weekly. Um, and we're doing our third annual Christmas episode. Can't believe it's our third annual. That's crazy. I know. Crazy. Yeah. And then we might do a watch party or something on the 22nd. We don't know yet, but... Um, yeah, so that's what we got planned for December, but yeah, in the meantime, you guys email us, check out the links in our socials, Patreon, you know, um, anything else, Tee Public. if you're looking for Christmas gifts, oh yeah, please check out our Tee Public. it's a good place. Yeah, they're always having sales, so. Always, yeah, always, um, but yeah, in the meantime, that's about it, so everybody have a good weekend, take care, and we will see you next week, bye.